If you're looking for the best horror, thriller, sci-fi and WTF audio fiction this side of the apocalypse, then you should listen to The Other Stories. With over 500 stories on the podcast feed already and news stories dropping every single Monday morning, The Other Stories is your new best friend. Check out The Other Stories today on any and all podcast platforms or head to theotherstories.net. After all, these aren't the stories your mother used to tell you. These are The Other Stories. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Podcast where three bearded film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time. My name is Luke Condo with a Kate. I'm joined by my regular co-hosts, Mr. Mr. Ben Errington. Slightly hey. delayed. And uh and Mr. Andy Conduit Turner. Hello. Here he is. Here he is. He's back in the room. You did that, you did that intro with particular gusto this week was it because you didn't get to do it last week which means it like built up inside you that was twice all pent up with Uh, blue balls not blue balls a snowball (laughs) the microphone they use (laughs) yeah uh yeah i think you're right i think i was all pent up um i completely missed it i liked listening to the name game specifically i like to see what you guys came up with um Mm. any any do uh, I don't think I got any of them. No, I think I got because you guys are quite fast. Um, I think um, the Noki one was maybe my favorite, maybe because I like Noki. Oh eat. yeah, quite I think I had I had Noki like the day before we did that episode, so I might have had a little bit of Noki still in my belly. It was destiny. Yeah, it was destiny. Yeah, I think yeah, mine were easy. Mine were like pretty straightforward, but Andy took a, a leaf out of the uh, the Luke Condor book. Yeah, I really tried it. to push it to the. Push the the limit. Limit. Yeah. And uh it was good. It was good times. It was fun. It was a fun episode. It was like two and a half hours of yeah. It's a good Rocky Horror chat, and Laura had loads of good things to add. So it was good. Definitely. Always a pleasure. Yeah. So uh yeah. Oh, yes. so uh back again. Was, back again. Here to discuss. I tell you what, I really enjoyed watching um the Nocky Horror picture show. It's really good. Oh yeah, what um, do you score it, Luke, for the purposes good, good of good question, good question. Of the spreadsheet. Ooh. Wasn't expecting this curveball. I um I'm gonna give it like uh uh <laughs> A minus. 
I think. Oh. It's a, it's oh. a, I don't know what to say. It's a classic film. I'm assuming it's, you've uh, seen it, but you've seen it before. If that's the case, then yeah. Yeah, actually, the first time I saw it, saw it, I uh, didn't really take to it. I was too young. I didn't know what, why are they singing and dancing? Why is Meatloaf doing that? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's Meatloaf doing singing? That's not what he's about. It's never yeah. what <laughs> <laughs> um, but now I'm a bit older. I tell you what, the only thing that grates me is that it would be an A plus if it wasn't for you know the song "Sweet Trans," but um, he goes Transylvania, and every single time, every single time he goes ha ha, he goes lower. And I think the second time he needs to mix that up. The second time he needs to go up or something. He needs to vary yeah. it. He needs a key change. It would have been an A, like a plus. It's like no 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 no. <laughs> yeah, it would have been an A plus if not for that. But yeah, good 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 job, guys. All around, well done. Nice one, thank you. Uh, so this is the last episode before October, the month of All Hallows Eve. Oh, ho, ho. do we do we have anything special planned for the podcast? Oh, why some you se- t- some tell secrets us all about it, Ben. <laughs> some secrets, obviously, we can't quite reveal yet because we're approaching episode two hundred. We've got the celebration um, planned with some sexy surprises not that sexy maybe a bit sexy uh but yeah so we're gonna do the 31 days of horror hangout thing that we did last year so basically on on the socials we just shared um watch alongs with like 31 movies for every day of october um and then we shared the corresponding episode as well and new episodes are included in that uh so yeah we're gonna kind of do that so keep an eye on our social channels so at hawk and cleaver across the board um and we're gonna share new episodes every single sorry we're gonna share old episodes basically highlights from the last year with various different guests um encouraging everybody to watch movies might be some one some classics you know you've never seen before you might discover something um so yeah that should be fun i quite like doing that it's nice it's Mm. nice to kind of look back and take stock of the year we've had and we've had a good year on this podcast covering some great films had some really good guests um so yeah Always, always fun. What are the bad yeah. films? What are the we do the best and worst horror movies in this podcast? But I, what what are the worst ones we've done? I don't think we've done. I mean, many I would ones. struggle. I always struggle with this because we did. We've done films like when Alice came and joined us a few months ago. Now we did films like Pieces, which is at its heart is a bad film, but I enjoyed it a lot more than than other films that may or may not be mentioned. Later. Mm. <laughs> I think what we're good at, and we're just going to give us some plaudits now, we're just going to blow smoke up our collective asses. Uh, even if the film's bad, you know, I think that the act of talking about it on a podcast is always fun. Uh, so we've had some, we've had some stinkers, you know, we've, we did, well, in the last year, we've covered Species. A lot of people would say that's a bit of a stinker. We've covered Doom. Oh, yeah. Bit, bit of a stinker. Um, <laughs> Life Both Force. I don't. I don't think we were all, all all too fussed with Life Force, were we? If I remember correctly. Oh, the yeah. rock, the new the new wrong turn. That didn't oh, go yeah. down okay. that well. The film. Yeah. The film with four endings. The film with um, four endings. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Obviously it's we've covered some stinkers, yeah. but you know, <laughs> we we have some good. I find that we go through it, and I think we mentioned this last week. I find that my opinion is always shifted either up or down by probably a letter grade by the fact by the end of the time we've talked mm. about it for an hour and, or, and, and change like 100%. it's um, 
yeah kind of going through it and getting other people's take and really talking through it really kind of shifts that opinion just as it settled whereas sometimes you come out of a film and it's still in flux a little bit yeah 100 percent. which is why sometimes i like to do this podcast a little while after i've watched the film i think i always i, I always enjoy it more but also yeah if it's a great film it can elevate the score and my per- perception of it if it's a, a naff film and i've been kind of like forced to go through it with a fine tooth comb i be even more angry at it it was um uh, we did censor and i remember as i was watching it i was like this is a good solid film but when me and andy were talking we were absent on that so one we had the weird, right What's uh, that? I think, yeah, I think it might have been. Yeah, July. It was when I had the vid. It was when I was in oh, yeah. the throes of the vid. As we were talking about that, my uh, opinion changed quite a bit and uh, I came out appreciating it a whole lot more. Yeah. I've still been thinking back on that one. I think I like it even more than I did on the day. There we go. It's just I found, yeah. I found especially as they, as they were getting up towards doing like cinema releases over the UK recently. I found that I saw the, the trailer stuff and I was actually actively retweeting it saying, go and see this actually, it's dead good. Yeah. This is re good. Uh, yeah. So I guess the only thing to do is to dive feet first into horror news. I don't know why feet first and not head first, uh, but I'm going to go feet first. That's like... You're tombstoning uh, into the horror news. <laughs> I'm tombstoning into the horror news. I'm coffin dropping into the horror news. Um, so this week, HBO's The Last of Us TV show gave us our first look at it with Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey from behind, overlooking like a, a landscape with an um, aeroplane in a state of... Crashness. Uh, crashness. It's been crashed. Yeah, and everyone went a bit crazy. And I went a bit crazy because I was like, oh, yeah. That, that looks great. Uh, a couple of people messaged me and said, well, actually, John Crinan, in particular, friend of the podcast, said, why do the graphics on this look worse than PS4? <laughs> That's <laughs> true. And I, was, and I was like, oh, yeah, look at that. Yeah, real life. Puh. But yeah, for, even from behind, you, you can kind of tell that they've encapsulated this. And I was talking to somebody about it yesterday. And I know it seemed too obvious, but just make the first game the first series. That's all we want, right? That's all we want. Don't still not play the uh, second game. Still need to play both of them. Life's yeah, so I hard. I beg your pardon. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those games. I always, I always suffer with this. When something's really good, I'm like, oh, I want to sit and play this properly, and then I'll never get round to it. But I will. I have a yeah, PlayStation I, now. I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, you're like, oh, I don't want to just, I don't want to blitz through this. And let's face it, most of my video game time, I, I think in the last few months, I think I'm playing things like Hades and stuff, which it means I can play it in the background with the sound off, probably got a podcast on at the same time, so you've got stuff to catch up with on that front, and you're just, you're just playing it. I haven't really sat down and enjoyed anything story-based and immersive with all the things we had going on with the different moves and so on. Um, maybe I'll sit down. Obviously, the, the winter's coming. There'll be time to stay inside again. You should and... treat yourself for Christmas. Give yourself the Christmas uh, treat and uh, play Last of Us. It is... Play Last of Us. That already cheer me up. The festive season. <laughs> it is excellent. Like it's um I mean I've not, yeah. not played it for a couple of years now, but um it's like immediately up there with like best games I've ever played. Hmm. Like it's up there with Metal Gear Solid One. And that's saying Oh, something. and that's dead good. <laughs> yeah. Dead good. 
Yeah, I need to uh, I need to get on and, and play it. But I'm I'm aware enough of the story. It's one of those things that like incidentally you know what the thing is. So again, maybe that's part of it as well. Like think I know about the all main those, story beats. Oh uh, yeah. Think about all those developers who who've kind of whittled away years of their lives in the crunch period. And you're there like, I might not play it, might play at some point, I guess. Yeah, I <laughs> like, like, of, of all of the big games that I'm likely to get to, that is like a key one because it has a story that I can just do and be done. Things like Red Dead Redemption that have like, you know, massive open worlds and endless additional quests that go on, genuinely get like like a chest pain thinking about playing them. It's yeah. Like, oh. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I know what... what was going to happen. I'll Assassin's Creed it. I'll go in there thinking I'm going to straight line this story. And then you don't. It's like, I could pile 20 hours into this tiny, pointless minigame. I'm talking to you, Assassin's Creed 2. Find a hundred fucking feathers. Fucking <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I've had flashbacks. Uh, but yeah, this show, very excited for it. Um, yeah, that's all I can say. Don't know, much, don't know much else about it. But yeah, first series first game and then there's like a period of time between the first and second game where you know if there's subsequent series you can go crazy telling stories but i would like the first game in the i mean they're probably going to add a lot of different things because it's quite a small cast of characters as well and i imagine this show they're probably going to be like introducing loads of people who knows who knows what i'd like to see from it is i think just the restraint and to do tight storytelling it doesn't have to be the exact plot of the of the games that's fine to brace to branch it out and so on but I, what i hope would happen is that i'd rather see i don't know two three four seasons of really tight really inventive stuff then see this turn into another walking dead that perhaps goes on for a few more series than it should and it ends mm. with like uh it ends with a lot of the audience being sick of it I would rather something finish and everyone go, oh, fucking I'm so pissed off there's no more of that than, yeah. you know, wait for its quality to dip. No, I yeah. agree. Yeah. It would be nice if they just, yeah. Uh, but yeah, very exciting. Looking forward to that. Talking of TV shows, um, there is an Amazon TV show. I know what you did last summer. Apparently there's a trailer that dropped this week. I haven't actually seen it yet. But um yeah, does anybody know much about this? I think it's uh, the first four episodes are coming out on October the 15th. With new episodes available every Friday after that. The, and it says here the series will culminate in a can't miss finale. Well, don't tell me that it's can't miss. I'll um, make that decision myself. I mean, I guess if you've watched the entire season, then really that last one is can't <laughs> miss. Yeah. Have you ever done that? Have you ever watched the ser- series and then yourself. got to the finale and gone, actually? Not interested. I watched all but the last the last series advert break of Lost. I went, fuck it. Last 15 minutes, can't be bothered. Um, yeah. No, I haven't. I didn't do that. Um, would you like to speculate, Ben, as to whether the un, the unmissable finale is re- directed by that kid that directed that one scene of the first one? I mean, you'd hope so. That it, could, that it could come full circle and give us that, isn't it? Yeah, you'd like that. Um, yeah. <laughs> that would be lovely. But Craig McNeil apparently is directing the show's pilot episode. He directed The Boy, a movie we've covered on the podcast. He directed Channel Zero, Candle Cove. Um, and he directed some of Castle Rock as well. Um, Wait, The Boy, thought... no, The Brahms Boy. Two Brahms, two, two Brahms, two Brahms, yes. It says The Boy here, so. 
the boy two back in the Brahms. Back, back, back at it in the Brahms. Um, and he also directed some of Nosferatu, which again, I, uh, I think Nosferatu... In, like, 1912 Castle, or whatever it was. Jeez, he's got about a bit. <laughs> yeah, he got cryogenically frozen in what? Was that Nos for R2? That one. Lost four A two, yeah. That Lost one. In the film in which a small robot begins street racing. <laughs> <laughs> I think I watched also Castle. A vampire. I think I Go started on. watching Castle Rock and Lost for A two for R two, and I don't think I finished it. Maybe just before the finale, I went see you later. <laughs> I got I got things. <laughs> the last, last advert break now, nah, Soz. So modern takes on nineties slashers are quite big at the moment. Um, not necessarily remakes of stuff, but also like things that are inspired by these classic 90s slashers. Um, yeah, are they all a bit teen drama? I like the way that um, there's that guy who does all the Blumhouse teen stuff. He did Happy Death Day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he also did Freaky Friday. I quite like his take on it. Like The slashers yeah. seem to be... They're quite not meta, but they're quite tongue in cheek. The slasher yeah. element seems to be fun, but they just seem to be really well put together. Um, yeah. Entertaining for, for for me and my age group, as well as young people and their both age of those, group. Both of those examples are great. Like I really enjoyed both of those things. They're, they're yeah. amazing. So if that's if that's the quality we can look forward to in, I know what you did last summer. Then probably count me in. What's his? Th- he's doing another one, a similar sort of vein, right? I think he has another. In fact, I'm gonna do a little Google, find out do what's going Google. on there. I mean, give, I'd, it, I'd hope give it a little googs. I'd hope it'd be the same. Maybe I do need to watch the trailer to really confirm whether I wanna, I wanna invest my time in this because you know, I'm I, struggling to invest my time in TV shows like Midnight Mass is out on Netflix now, and I've seen a lot of good thing. People saying a lot of good things about yeah. it. Well, I don't know if I can because I had such a bad experience of Bly Manor that I just I know it's not going to be the same. But what if it is? <laughs> you know, I I like that I can tell what time of year it is just because there's a new Mike Flanagan show yeah. on. It's like oh, it's 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 uh, autumn now. Cool. Uh, I know you didn't like um the um Bly Manor. I thought it was okay. I thought it was a bit slow. And I've got a I've got a feeling there might be a lot of similar lots of monologues. In this one, I think that was my biggest problem. I find it a bit pretentious, Bly Manor, and I wouldn't like to start watching this. I prefer biologues, you know, when they're talking (laughs) to each other. Two people. That's my favorite type. Um, I prefer when somebody finds a letter and then reads it out. And the voice (laughs) of the person who wrote it comes in. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's great. You love it. Love to see it. That That guy's name is Christopher Landon. He wrote and directed Scout's Guide to the Apocalypse. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, I beg your pardon. I liked that. That was all right. Yeah. Happy Death Day. Happy Death Day to you. Freaky. And the next one is We Have a Ghost, which is a man claims to have befriended a mostly harmless ghost who bears a likeness to the actor, Ernest Borgnine, and becomes famous on the internet. So I don't know what that's all about. It's got Anthony Mackie you know? and oh, Jennifer Coolidge. Captain Taylor Sun, so great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll give it. We'll give it. No, I'll give it a go. And likewise, I'll give the new um, Mike Flanagan one a go as well. I, I enjoy his stuff enough. Yeah, I think I, I'm definitely a bigger fan of his movies than I am his TV shows. But 
you know, it's a, it's, when his name's attached to something, it definitely makes me sit up and take notice. Um, what else have we got? So the last p- piece of news here is that there's a poster for Scott Derrickson's new horror movie called The Black Phone, which has got the posters like Ethan Hawke in a creepy mask. I think the mask was designed by Tom Savini because obviously, of course, it was. Uh, this is coming out in January. Um, and apparently there's Ethan Hawke plays The Grabber, a sadistic killer. After being abducted by a child killer and locked in a soundproof basement, a 13-year-old boy starts receiving calls on a disconnected phone from the killer's previous victims. Yeah. Is it what? Yeah, very interesting. Um, yeah, so that might be that might be good. I, every time I see Scott Derrickson's name, I always think, hang on a minute, and he making the new Doctor Strange, and I always forget every single time that is Sam Raimi. Yeah. So this is obviously what he's doing. He's dialing in. I think I also saw a piece of news this week as well. I haven't got it in front of me, but that Scott Derrickson's Sinister, which was apparently scientifically supposed to be the scariest film ever made, apparently isn't anymore. Did you see this? Yeah, so it is. No. Yeah. Uh, so apparently, Can you guess what the? Uh... <laughs> oh yeah, I nearly, I nearly did it. Then, didn't I? <laughs> sinister Two: Colon Sinister. <laughs> Slightly more sinister. No, it's a it's a recent release. It's a release from last year. You'd say probably the most lockdown movie that's ever locked down. Oh, is it host now? Yeah, is that the scariest? Yeah, there's been a new study, um, and it's been awarded the scare the title of the scariest movie of all time according to this study. Um, I don't know what the study was. Were you scared? I think it was like heart heart rate monitors and stuff. Which, I mean, I can totally understand why that would be a thing. Like, ah, it makes you jump. But, you know, your heart might get into the same sort of state watching Fast and the Furious. Mm. Who yeah. Knows? Who knows? I'm just picking holes in the study. And then yeah. and then he just paused in, entirely and said, come on, scientists, sort out the environmental cancer or something. On, Don't science. waste your bloody time. <laughs> <laughs> my fav- my favorite thing is when newspapers not that I read many newspapers these days, but when newspapers call scientists boffins in Them a really boffins. like snide way when they go like boffins seem to think that now if you go for a run twice a week, you're gonna live an extra 20 years. Boffins. Yeah. yeah. Boffins have done this uh done this test. Um but yeah, I mean I'm not surprised because the the there are a few jump scares in that movie which are big jump scares. Do I necessarily think that that means a film is more scary than something else? Not necessarily, but I understand the science mm. behind it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. much of them, do your own research, you know, come to your own conclusions, question everything, guys. <laughs> question everything, you know, make your own decision. What's the scariest move of all time? You tell us. You tell I'm me. Gonna, uh, come on. Start using my uh, heart rate monitor watch to monitor my horror movie viewing and i'll report back i want to be a big boffin guy yeah. <laughs> and you've got the credentials luke 199 episodes right now of of horror hangout you put a white coat on that that means i've spent 100, 199 films without a watch on with, uh, i'm monitoring my heart rate already behind so guys yeah. as of episode 200 we'll be beginning the top 50 again this time all the same content all the same discussion <laughs> points but we will be adding in a uh a heart rate monitor score we won't talk end. about it you just go in the show notes and there'll be a little image we probably <laughs> are at a point now where we could start covering the same films again because i think 
on an average, I would like to leave it three or three or four years before I watch a film again. That t- tends to be what I tend to like tend to do. Luckily, I logged them all like on Letterbox, so I could see when I last watched it. Oh, I watched it four years ago. Definitely do a rewatch. So maybe we should just start again. Yeah, yeah. Would, I that, mean... be in- would that be interesting? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Probably, probably not. Or fifty. I don't know. Um, is there any other news? On the uh, uh, no, that that is all I've got on the broadsheet. Don't be greedy. Uh, so uh, have you guys watched anything, s- tasted anything, sniffed anything, listened <laughs> to anything? All of the above. played anything, <laughs> I believe. Okay, um, what did I? I went to a 35th anniversary screening of Aliens. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. At the bloody cinema, it was the theatrical cut, which I think was a bit frustrating because I think I've seen a director's cut. Oh, listen to me, ho, ho, ho. Oh, <laughs> I think yeah, I've it seen. It was actually a far superior <laughs> experience. I think I've seen the theatrical cut probably like the last five times I've watched this movie, so it was weird. It felt like stuff was missing, um, but it was still fun. I had a good time. My mum fell down the stairs. She like <laughs> she <laughs> missed the she missed the last step as a and, result like, of fell... the film. Or... It was uh, it might have been a result of the film, but that was the highlight of the film for me. Is that I couldn't stop laughing at that. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 a fi- it's a five star movie. You know, we've covered we've covered it on the podcast as well as like other aliens movies and alien movies. Um, but yeah, it's always, it's a five star movie. It's like one of the best action blockbusters ever made, without yeah. a doubt. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was fun. Um, and I don't know if I've seen anything. Oh, I watched, <laughs> I watched the Rush Hour trilogy, because you know sometimes. Was it on ITV fun. or something like that? I saw Rush Hour two was on the other day. I think maybe I saw it advertised, and I was like, I'm going to go away and watch Rush Hour. And you know what? Some of it's aged terribly, and some of it hasn't aged at all. In terms of action comedies, I think Rush Hour two is as near perfect as you can get, because the chemistry between Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan is off the scale. But what's really weird is by the time Rush Hour 3 comes comes around, th- th- all that chemistry is just completely gone. So it's mm. a bit weird. Different still. camera. <laughs> it's like, a completely different camera. I, um, other... Sometimes when we're in a bad mood, we put on, me and Kat, we put on the, the clip of Chris Ducker doing that. Who are you? Me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's from the third movie. Do you know what uh, I think is definitely, I think the outtakes at the end of each movie are often... He ain't going to be in Rush Hour 3. I remember that. <laughs> like uh, People would just say that randomly in school. Yeah. <laughs> when someone falls over, he ain't going to be in Rush Hour 3. It's great. Yeah. And honestly, some, some of the jokes, like, I was just absolutely dying. I mean, like, they're a bit, like, risky. Like, very un-PC. Yeah. Ben's turning to Charlie saying, he can't say that, can he? I did. But yeah, you can't say that, can he? But I was absolutely cracking up. When one of the best lines is uh, <laughs> is they're talking about when did Jackie Chan? What? Oh, sorry, when did Detective Lee last go on a date? And Chris Tucker says, "When did you last go on a date? Year of the Rat." <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, I've got no context for it, but I was just, I was absolutely cracking up. Um, it's, it, you know what? It's a good, it's a good experience. It puts a smile on your face, especially if you like fond of those movies. Yeah. You know, me as a teenager was I, I used to watch Jackie Chan movies all the time. So, uh, yeah, that's it. Though that's all I've watched. Cool. What about you, Andy? Um, very little. I've been uh, still busy chipping away, but I think I mentioned it early on in passing. I've 
gone back to playing Hades. I had it on the Switch for a while and was playing it. Um, it's good fun. Um, you know, it's good. It's perfect for the amount of time I've got for just the fact that you can go in, you can have 20, 20 minutes or so, having like a run through. You'll unlock a bit more stuff so you feel like you've progressed and done something, and then you can come away and then pick it back up another time. I'd had it on the Switch for a while, but it's on Xbox Game Pass now. Um, and I've immediately already got further than I had on the Switch because it's easier with an Xbox controller on a big telly. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's and I've uh, done something that I feel terrible saying this, but there's a lot of games recently where people put a lot of time into sound design and story design and things like that, but I tend to play while I'm listening to a podcast or something. So um, that I haven't really so been experiencing that. I need to... Like I put headphones in for everything. I was playing a game the other day, and Kat said, "Why do you you can listen on those big speakers?" I'm like, "No, I need to drown everything <laughs> yeah. out. I need to be completely in in the game. I can't do anything yeah. else at the time." Whereas I'm like, "How many bits of media <laughs> or tasks can I consume at one possible time?" So I feel like my brain is splitting in half. Um, no, but I actually did. I stopped and I listened to the voice acting and I uh, absorbed a nice bit of lore. It's good. It's good fun. Yeah, I've heard it's really good. And then it won, it won like Game of the Year or something, right? Yeah, uh, you can see why. It's just effortlessly yeah. fun. So I'm, I'm back playing that again. I might try and finish it this time. It's yeah. like a dunge- dungeon crawler-like game, right? Yeah, it's like a roguelike. So you go and basically you play until you die and then you're back to the very beginning. But you'll have got resources that allow you to unlock things so you can slowly like increase your chances or get different boons to help you get further. And the story, it's the, the fact that you die and go back to the start because you are effectively the Lord of the Underworld's son, like, and you're trying to escape. It is, it's not just like, okay, that didn't happen. You're back to starting over again. It yeah. is that you've died and so uh, you'll never escape. And, you, and like, that's part of the narrative that you're going to die and get brought back to the start. So mm-hmm. um, it feeds into it really well. And um, yeah, it's, just a fun game, stabbing up all those monsters. Lovely. Yeah. Um, so I watched a few things since last time we spoke. Um, I, I've, I watched a couple of absolute bangers and one which is quite fun and interesting. Um, the one that was quite fun and interesting is Sion Sono's latest film, Prisoners of the Ghostland. Oh, yes. Which is oh. the Nicolas Cage movie. Is Sion Sono, he uh, is kind of a kind of Takashi Miike style crazy v cinema director he did suicide club which i think was maybe his biggest uh movie known in the west um and it's this is his first english language film he had a heart attack whilst it was in production um it's okay (laughs) it's uh, it's like i mean i'm not entirely sure maybe i need to watch it again but it's uh, not quite as crazy as you kind of expect something like that to be um, it feels I'd, if, if you watch other Sion Sono movies, you expect a certain level of craziness, and this is nowhere near. It's not nowhere near as gory or anything. It feels a bit, a bit calmer. Yeah, um, it's a heart attack. He's got to take it easy. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it's fun. It's definitely fun and interesting. Some of the visuals are quite. Um, it's it's it, they're kind of mixing Japanese samurai culture with old West culture in a in a weird. Uh, Blender. It's it's a it's a very strange film. Um, also, Nicholas Cage. I won't spoil it if you do watch it. <laughs> Nicholas Cage. On my list to watch. There's one, but I was like, that's an interesting 
something blows off. <laughs> Someone blows off. Something blows off. Nicholas um, Cage, dirty boy. Well, <laughs> something blows off, and um, I, you'll know what I mean when you watch it. Um, but that, so that was okay. Uh, a couple of absolute bangers I watched back to back. Another Nicholas Cage movie, Pig. Um, and I'm hearing good things about Pig. Yeah. And The Green Knight, which I know Ben has already uh, spoken about. Green Knight is, uh, I mean, amazing, really. Like, it's like such a visually in- incredible movie. Like, I don't know. It feels like every single frame is so precisely put together and ast- astounding. It's weird. I to... um, I've realized I've been pronouncing the guy's name is the knight is uh, Garwin. Been pronouncing it Garwain for years. So, um, and yeah, it's good. It's, it's fantastic. But uh, Pig, splendid. It's it's. I'm not sure to say it had me in tears at the end. It's oh, so man. good. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to get on and watch both of those. I already have yeah. the Green Knight on my list. But didn't that just after all the like sudden disappearance of a UK cinema release? Hasn't it just a- appeared on Prime now? Yeah, Prime, Prime, and, yeah, and I think some cinemas are showing it as well. Yeah, so uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah P- Pig and Prisoners of the Ghostland might be a good Nicolas Cage double bill for me. Probably like a mad double bill to put together. But I think I think that would work. They're, they're similar in some ways, but Pig is um, not what I expected, uh, and it it, it kind of knows what you'd expect when you see Nicolas Cage and it's a revenge film. Someone steals his pig. Um, yeah. But it, yeah, I've, I've heard thing. I've heard a lot of people say, "Don't expect it to be John Wick." Kind of like the anti-John Wick, but yeah. it works so well. Like it, uh, I don't know. Like I was kind of into it for most of it, and then it, towards the end, I was like, "Oh, this is really getting to me. <laughs> this is uh, this is oh. changing me. This is changing my DNA." Jesus Christ, stop! <laughs> and then the credits rolled. I thought you said you looked a little bit different this week. <laughs> I was say. Yeah, your DNA is all untangled. DNA is all unraveled. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. Is that is that it? Apart from of course, apart week? from the film of the week. Yeah. Yeah. Demo so... Nick. Demo Nick. Hey, I wonder if demo was the <laughs> was intentional. Hey, demo Nick. Uh, how you doing, <laughs> mate? Uh, so, demonic is a 2021 science fiction horror film written, co-produced, and directed by Neil Blomkamp. Um, A young woman unleashes terrifying demons when supernatural forces at the root of a decades-old rift between mother and daughter are ruthlessly revealed. That's a bloody tongue twister. Uh, Yeah, so um, this is on IMDb at 4.2 out of 10. It's respectable. Rotten Tomatoes. Critic score has it at fifteen percent. The audience score have it at thirteen <clears throat> percent. The the Rotten Tomatoes no. critics consensus. So I guess they all come together in a single room and they write this on a note together. They all hold the pen at the same time. <laughs> Neil Blomkamp's return to low budget, high concept filmmaking bungles some interesting ideas, adding up to another demonic waste of the writer director's once promising talent. Oof. Oh, that's harsh. Bungles. And I think, yeah, throwing the word bungles in there. <laughs> I know. The demonic oh, waste yeah. of the writer's time. Uh, Letterbox is at 1.9. Uh, this guy liked it. Noah X. Russell. 
But what a fucking rad original take on the genre. He gave it four stars. Um, Aki Lati put Neil Blomkamp, best known for the alien film that he never made, gave it half a star. Of course, the alien film that he never made uh, was quite a big deal for quite a while, but it's not never going to happen now, I don't think. No. And last one, uh, Radio Mike <clears throat> put a woeful shit show. And yes, I mean that in the worst possible way. Half a star. <laughs> Well, yeah, it wasn't, so it wasn't just Alien Five, was it? Apparently, there was going to be a Halo movie that he was going to make, and wasn't he attached to a RoboCop film as well for a while? You could do that, just as I think. Yeah, probably. Um, I don't know about you, but I just felt like this film just had no idea what it wanted to be, and it changed what it kind of was perceiving, what it kind of was trying to be every. Pff, 15 minutes <laughs> every 15 minutes it was like actually this film is this actually it's this oh you thought it was this did you well actually it's this and it does this yeah. is um a lockdown movie made right like it's a low budget made mm-hmm. sort of yeah. because because of the limitations uh, I, I get i got that kind of vibe yeah i got okay. that vibe and i also got the vibe that it needed a re- like a big name actor in it because you know, like District. Imagine District Nine, the same film, but without Charlotte Copley. Imagine Elysium without Matt Damon. I mean, Elysium wasn't great. You know, Charlotte well. wasn't wasn't big so, at the time. Yeah, was Charlotte Copley, I know because of District Nine. I think he broke, that was point. a breakout role. I think he, he needed point. someone to. He needed a Charlotte, a new Charlotte. That's a strange yeah. name, isn't it, Charlotte? Um, <laughs> he, yeah, great <laughs> point. Great point. I didn't think of it like that. But the, I just the like this film, man himself. This yeah. film really suffered from having. I don't want to. I don't want to be super super critical, but I just feel like no one, <laughs> no oh, one God. seemed to be any good, and that re- <laughs> and that was a real. That was a. <laughs> Jesus, straight. I don't. I don't want to be harsh, <laughs> but no one seemed to be any good. You know, like you know, when you're watching a movie and you think. Okay, story's lacking a bit. Um, I'm not entirely sold by anything. But then the actors kind of like, you start getting warmed up by the actors and they're like, yeah, I'm starting to believe them and I believe this. I just feel like with, with this, I just wasn't, I wasn't sold by anything. Even the, uh, the, be- the Bezzy mates. I was Bezzy like, they're, they're not even Bezzies. No, uh... they hate each other. <laughs> but also, they hate that part, each other. Like, part of it will come to it in this in the story, but like there's just bits of it that oh, you don't. Sometimes they don't deserve sympathy, and there's no consistency in the way that characters relate to each other, or I think conceptually as well. Like if you look at it on paper, I think that. It's kind of built up as that this is like a really unique, unique take on something like that. But you know, there there are plenty of horror and sci-fi things that I haven't experienced, but this didn't feel like a new concept. And it feels it felt like several component parts of other things that we've seen done before mm. in some places. And it's unfortunate because I feel like executed differently or developed a bit more this could have been something but it was but it's a little confused you would have done a lot better if you'd stuck to one idea and start yeah. bringing it up here i mean hence the background here have you played or seen clive barker's jericho because neil blomkamp has 
um, <laughs> like the the concept of there being a and it comes from nowhere. So slight spoilers for later in the film. When we suddenly go to the, the Vatican has a secret demon hunting special forces, but then it just leans into they are they're, they're still church they're still churchmen, but they have machine guns, not necessarily like weapons. And I think we'll come to it later. There's so much video game logic in there that it and this yeah, is outside of the video game sequences. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's less video game stuff that happens in the video game world than than outside. This uh, this film's got began a lot of stick because of the visuals that uses in the um in the video game bits, which are kind of low. Like I think we said, like PS3 graphics sort of. Yeah, vibe. I think that was I think that was good. I quite I, I can say yeah. I quite enjoyed that stuff. Mm. I quite like it. Into... It was like Lawnmower Man, or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't quite. It, you avoid the kind of uncanny valley stuff by making it not quite, you know, as real as if you're trying to make it real by overtly saying this is a stylized video game look. I'd have gone further. I'd have cell shaded her when she went in there. But um... <laughs> yeah. I like how it like clips through the back of the head, so you see different. Also, I like how it uses like an isometric view. Point. Yeah, so it looks yeah. like you're playing that, The that Sims at times. It's like that just click good. where she needs to go. See, just I do like... the infinite money cheat. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, would have, I would have leaned. I would have. I would have happily seen them lean more into that. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah. Or 100%. Like, as we we're going through, we had the predictions as we we're going through. Again, I watched this this one with Karen, losing credibility for choosing films for a little while with her. But um, <laughs> as we went through, she was like. Why is she almost 40, but she's dressing like a teenager? Maybe she is in a simulation. And then I went through that going, oh, no, no. Like, if you're in a more realistic simulation, because it's in your mind, maybe that's a more interesting concept. And then when it turned out to be special forces from the church, I was like, oh, okay. Every time they came out of the video game thing, I was like, oh. Like yeah, I, was, I enjoyed felt, the stuff inside. It felt like when you're playing Assassin's Creed and they come out of the simulation yeah, into, the, into that animus. Come out of the animus. And come out like, of the animus. Back in. Get back in there. That was I a really care interesting about concept. Desmond. Fuck off. Get in. <laughs> I, I liked the low poly sort of resolution thing because I thought, oh, it feels like it's experimental tech. You know, they haven't quite worked out the kinks. This is kind of like it's some new science that they're kind of experimenting with. Mm. I like that. It felt like all oh, this there could be some problems as soon as we introduce um demon hunting vatican i was completely over it i was just like yeah. what on earth absolutely not that and also, twist is the opposite of malignant isn't it that went oh i'm not really on, but i'm back on it's actually yeah. maybe maybe oh, absolutely 100 percent. and yeah obviously spoilers this is a new movie but also, I've never, despite the fact that they're in a sort of computer game like simulation for like what two, two or three scenes, I have never ever experienced characters who are supposed to be supposed to be in the real world act like NPCs in my life. <laughs> the way they talk, the dialogue is just absolutely. I'm like, this can't be. If this comes out and it says right, that was a simulation all along, I go right now. That makes sense. Yeah, but it never does. It yeah, never that does. Was, that was what I was gearing myself up for, but then it turns out I had. To- too high expectations. Um, I mean, the easy way to describe this film, for me at least, is that it's just an absolute mess. I couldn't, 
I can uh, the way I described it when I was talking uh, about it with somebody, it's like a bar of soap. It's like a slippery bar of soap that you can't get a, get a hand, you can't get a purchase on it. You grab hold of the soap as hard as you can, but it slips out your hands, and you're trying to trying to grab it, scramble to grab it. No, you can't. People are laughing at you. It's terrible. People are laughing at you, just going, "Oh, I just want to wash myself with this bar of soap." <laughs> that that core idea, uh, where you've got like um, a mum who did some bad stuff. And she she's in a coma, and she's able to like VR into her mother's mind. I think there's some like really interesting mm. concepts there, and some like quite scary ideas, like a, a bit lawnmower man, yeah. But um, I don't know. There's something quite unnerving about it when when you realise there might be something else in there, and you you don't quite know what that means and, and how that's going to manifest in that world. You could have um, played with it in so many. You could have played this and actually saved yourself some budget. I didn't need a big old bird face demon. Um, I could have played this more psychologically. And you could have played this as a low budget thing where it's a lot about lots of really intense one-on-one scenes between the mother and daughter and whatever this other entity is without a visible change. Yeah. And there could have been some really interesting stuff just played with the way you're messing with the environment and so on. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll come to it. I guess we'll come to it. I've read some comparisons to The Cell as well. So Yeah, Cell yeah. came to mind when I was watching it. Just because it's yeah. like uh, the world, she's in someone else's mind and the world is building up around their memories and, and their feelings or whatever. I think just, you know, if you want to make a movie about that, do it. If you want to make a movie about demon hunting Vatican people, do that as well. Don't marry the two things <laughs> don't try and marry the two styles and also like it does sort of play as a bit of a supernatural thriller in places as well and it just feels like such a mess it just feels like i couldn't the narrative for me it was like trying to wrangle a angry turkey i just couldn't, uh, <laughs> I or couldn't bar get... of soap. yeah i've just used the, the same analogy twice but <laughs> yeah. and are we to believe that 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 vatican sponsored special forces unit were just quickly, when they've invited this woman in, just dressing up as scientists for the day? Yeah. Oh, sh- 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 she's coming, she's coming. Yes, Doctor. Um, I, um, you know, let's do the science that we're doing. Uh, no mention of church or demons here. And then, like, as soon as she's gone, everyone in the office is just getting their, getting their Bibles and the machine guns back out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Where do we begin with this one? With a nightmare? Uh, Wait, well, let's talk about nightmares. How many times did a scene play out and it was resolved by it was a dream? You know, I mean, when you, when you get that once in a movie, it is it is kind of frustrating, especially in this day and age with all the all the horror films we've seen and all the times we've seen that happen. But when it happens numerous times in a in a film, maybe six or seven, maybe not six or seven, but you know. When do you get to the yeah. point where you're just like, right, enough? It's surely um, not. It's it's like never scary as well. That's the problem with the, the dream sequences. Like, um, it, it starts off with a dream sequence where it's like a mum on a bed and then she like sets a fire or something. It's, yeah, she's she's all so- ghouly to begin with. She walks into this house and I noted as you walked in that um, our main character Carrie is it. So her name's Carly. Carly. So- Carly, yes. Car- Carly's walking in there and she's got a shell suit on. I went, you want to be careful wearing that shell suit if you go into any fire. And then she obviously didn't heed my warnings because the first thing is she walks into a mom 
And also my mom is one of those people. It's only a certain type of person that would fall into this trap in the nightmare because she's looking for a mom and a mom's calling her and she's going looking. And that would get me. That would get me because someone calls and but it would not get Karen. At our house, there are two, there are two ways of doing it. Like if you're talking to each other across the house and one person can't hear the other one, I'm the kind of sucker that like, she, like Karen will say something. I go, what did you say? And I'll go closer to see what it was. Whereas Karen will stay really far away and go, can't hear you. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> so I'll come to you. <laughs> so she'd been fine in that situation. But Carly, she's she's like me. So she hears her mom going, and she goes, mom, can't hear you. Say that again. Gets a bit closer. Even there. And she finally finds her. Uh, and the mom goes, oh, never guess what you're standing in. And she goes, oh, no, dog shit. And it isn't dog shit. It's, um, <laughs> it's, um, it's bloody horrible petrol. And she burns petrol? her up alive. Wait a minute. There's not enough spare to be going, just making puddles on the floor. Well, that's why we got, that's that's why we got this gone. whole problem. Yeah, Carly's yeah. mom's burning that shit up. Um, and she um, she burns her up, but it's okay. It's just a dream. Um and, and now we start off. The opening scene is a dream, you know. I feel like that's you're getting off on the wrong foot already. Um, also, so Carly is played by someone called Carly Pope. There's another. There's a scientist character called Michael, played by Michael J. Rogers. Seems like only those two seem to be playing characters who've got the same name as them. The rest are all different. maybe they're in maybe they're in witness protection, but like Homer Simpson, they can't quite grasp that. Right? When I say hello, Sarah, and press down on your foot, you respond with your line. Hello, Sarah. He's talking to you. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I mean, probably. Um. <laughs> but yeah, so we've got those ones. I don't know, Sarah Pope as well. Maybe she's a secret Vatican agent. Yeah. Um, so Carly, uh, I, do, I don't get the impression that these people are, this is going to sound awful, particularly experienced actors i don't recognize them from uh uh any sort of major productions or anything like that um no i got that vibe (laughs) anyway uh but they're they're i i think they're okay i i I don't know i just feel i didn't believe like anything really that came out of their their mouths yeah i think it was a problem it was obviously sure they might not be the most experienced actors but the dialogue was very clunky very yeah. very clunky like literally just just yeah <laughs> yeah yeah there was <laughs> it's ben's, ben's review no one was good um no um yeah it, it's just tough and again i think a lot of this i don't want to pin anything on the door of the effects or anything that that, that cost money and actually there are moments where people in this film are perfectly serviceable mm-hmm. i just feel like conceptually and in terms of the, the content that was written again that's the one thing that you could spend a little bit more time on without it being you know without that, that's the cheapest thing that you can spend more time on mm. you know what i mean and they yeah. uh and they and, and it could have done with maybe just a little bit more it just felt like all of the dialogue was exposition like all of it um, and not particularly good or interesting exposition either. It was like, right, okay, we kind of know that the plot of this film is a clusterfuck. So every time there's a character on screen, they're going to attempt to kind of explain something in, in you know, and... 
and they accept it all so quickly as well. We have a few examples of it, um, especially when we get to the medical center. We'll come to, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but first Carly just goes out um, having had a nightmare. No one has to go, no one has any kind of schedule, no one has work or anything like that, but she has a, uh, she has a text from Martin saying, all right, do you want to catch up? And your first impression is always, oh, is this a, some shady boyfriend or something like that? But then she gets a phone call from her other friend, Sam, and says, oh, come and see me. And she does. Very, very beautiful place they live in. I'm not sure where it is. But um, she goes to see her friend, Sam, and stops for 10 minutes and says, oh, yeah, Martin, she's me. Like, stay for 10 minutes. I, I mean, I understand that they were catching up for the first time in a long time. Um, and it looked like they literally just had one quick glass of wine. Also, the just friend was like, up in the morning. <laughs> the friend was like carrying the glass of wine as she came and greeted her in their car. And I was just, oh, are you all right? <laughs> Is everything all right? She's just like getting, she's like, oh, I'm just house sitting in this lovely extravagant pad and just, I'm just day drinking all day, just all day long. Come get smashed with me. It'd be great. Yeah. After yeah. breakfast, have your breakfast wine and get stuck in. Um, but she kind of immediately goes, oh, well, I've introduced you as a character now. I've got to go. Um, that is exactly what it felt like, didn't it? It just felt like, right, okay, so now we've got a friend. This friend's going to come back into it at some point. Um, we don't really understand anything about their relationship at all, really. It kind of like dives into her past a little bit in the most obvious way of like, I don't think I ever supported you enough when all that stuff happened, which later we find out was like a massive, horrible tragedy involving a lot of people getting killed. <laughs> but they kind of talk about it like, oh, remember that time you got your toe ran over by a truck? Oh, but, sad. But, but then again, like I know her mom and we'll come to it. Her mom does a bad thing. But she doesn't necessarily do a bad thing to her. So I don't understand why she hates her so much. What do you mean? Oh, I, I like well, she goes oh, to see her mom and she like... goes, she goes to see her mom and she goes, Oh, bloody hate you. I think you're the worst and you should die alone. But on the face of it, your mom has had some terrible, like <laughs> psychotic episode. She's incredibly ill. Yeah. So she yeah, I, don't, I, I don't understand what, how that's helped anything. Uh, she didn't try and kill. She didn't try and kill Carly. She wasn't an abusive mom for years. Basically, she was a fine mom who was dead nice. Some until doctors had... have invented an amazing new technology, and you're going to use <laughs> yeah. that to vent to say, oh, she, to say, <laughs> and oh, she just accepts it. Got you. You could die yeah. now. Um, but I, I, I just, but I don't. It doesn't. It the the logic doesn't spring to me that you would hate your mom because she because she had a psychotic episode in your mind and and then killed a load of people you didn't know it wasn't that she abused you it's just that she became a murderer one day and she and Carly seems to have taken that really personally so how dare you have a mental illness I feel like there was I feel like there was stuff that we didn't get you know we were kind of like supposed to just accept this relationship at surface level rather than actually and what was really strange was like that the old boyfriend who wanted to meet up with her had something really, really important to tell her. Oh yeah. But but the way he breached the way he broaches the subject is by saying to her, Oh, do you fancy meeting up and chatting about like hanging out? That's yeah. how he just but then he goes, Oh, by the way, I know that your mum is in a hospital in a coma. But that's the first that. thing that they brings it brings it up, right? So basically that first day when we meet we meet Sam. It then just like springs straight to bedtime, and then she does text Martin and say, 
yeah, right, I'll meet up with you. And then we're straight into the next day where we get some you know, lovely side detail where I said, oh, I didn't know what to get you. Got you a Coke because I know you like it. And I was like, well, thank you for that. Thank you for that essential, essential plot point. Carly Coke. likes Coke. One minute it was full of ice. The next minute it was had no ice. That was very messy. The scene, it was like the most windy place they could film a scene as well. Literally, hairs blow, blowing all over the place. It was like... <laughs> Also, I did. Did you believe that these two were ever in a relationship? I just thought they were friends. Thought they were just I just old. thought they were friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they were old couple. pals. You're, so obviously they, ship, so... you're, obviously, you're obviously shipping them then. So they weren't a couple. <laughs> they weren't a couple. No, no I think they were. Just, the three of them were just good friends. Childhood, Childhood friends. friend. Got you. Yeah. Okay, right. Uh, but I don't know. I just felt like Ben's fact... ratings going up. The fact, the fact that okay, more believable. The fact that he text, the fact that he texted her out the blue, and she was a bit like, "Oh, I don't know if she'd go there." That seemed a bit relationshipy. Made me feel like they had yeah. a history, and I know they've yeah. got history as such, but I don't know, confusing. But yeah. what the history is is apparently he goes on. Oh, we don't get into it just yet, but apparently when her mom, when something went wrong with her mom, Martin, he gets he gets fucking the short end of the stick in this entire film. Does Martin? He basically had some, I think Sam mentioned, he had some wild theories and they they weren't a fan of them. And when we meet him now, Martin goes, oh, yeah, sorry about all that. And she goes, yeah, yeah, I shouldn't have really kicked off at you so much. He goes, anyway, moving on from that, we're good. I did see your mom the other day. Yeah, I went in to do this medical trial <laughs> thing. And yeah, saw her, saw her in a coma, clear as day. Uh, they asked for your phone, phone number. I said I wasn't going to give it to him. And now I phoned you. Um, but yeah. just FYI, your mom's but there, she, she's in a coma, and they're going to give you a ring. Surely you're open in text when you haven't spoken to somebody in years. If it is to tell her that, I've got something very important to talk to you about. Not, do you fancy catching up? Because I would have just sent like a few emojis just to get the ball rolling. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> or the so, eggplant, eggplant, eggplant emoji. I don't like, understand oh, what he's... any of those emojis mean. What, what is an eggplant? Is that a sexual thing? It means a phallus, phall- phallic object. Does it? If you've been sending it to, you just send everyone. it to everyone in, everyone in your phone book. Do you like eggplant? Fancy come around tonight for some eggplant. Eggplant emoji, water emoji, what is wink oh, emoji. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. uh, so um, he's like, yeah, I went to this medical centre. Uh, it's massive, but only two people work there. Weird. And... Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's called Ferropol. Which, Ferropol. Um, and also for a massive office building, we take the fucking stairs everywhere. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so <laughs> they, and he goes, oh, they, they asked for your phone number. I said no, but they'll find you anyway. So effectively, this is pointless. Um, yeah. And so, so they do. They phone her outside office hours, though. So there's some flexibility in their working arrangements. Um, he phoned in. in. Yeah. Can you come in immediately? We're going to do some. It just all felt so so convoluted to get where it needed to be. And also, like, if she hadn't spoken to Martin for ages, she cut him off because he was going on about her mum all the time. And the first thing he says is, by the way, your mum, you'd be like, what's wrong with you? Do you want to marry her? What's your problem? <laughs> yeah, eggplant emoji, water, water, water. What's you and my mum. If you just text that, your mum, your mum, eggplant, water. I'm like, what? How your mum. You? Your, your mum is a vegetable. Coma. <laughs> your mom sleeping emoji demons 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 computer i saw your mom sleeping <laughs> what 
Yeah, I've been watching so, her sleep. No. So your mom in bed the other day. She hasn't bloody got out of bed last time I saw her. What? <laughs> How dare you? No, no, she's in a coma. She couldn't get out of bed after I finished her. Well, no, no, I didn't mean that. I don't mean that. I got your Coke. I got your Coke. You like oh. that, don't you? You don't... <laughs> It was Pepsi I liked. Martin. <laughs> Martin, you don't know me at all, do you? You sick bastard. Yeah. <laughs> also, Coke, Coke is the best. Also, what a stretch. Uh, do you like Coke? Yeah. Rarely. Like, unlike most people in the universe, I enjoy Coca-Cola. Yeah. <laughs> Coke? That rare and unusual drink. Coke. Um, is Pepsi all right? You what? <laughs> is what all right? Disgusting. Um, yeah, but yeah, the, the people do phone her. They say, you come in immediately. And um, thankfully, she's got nothing on the next day. So she does. She goes straight in and meets our two friends, the scientists, whose names are... Uh, um, Daniel. Daniel and Michael. Daniel and Michael. <laughs> Daniel and Michael. Well, I don't know what else is funny. But it just I don't is, know. It? it seems like the first... In like a name... You're Daniel, yeah. And you're, you're John. Michael. <laughs> you're John, yeah, yeah. And I you're Paul. Then again, they are um, uh, Vati... Vatican people. So maybe are they are they uh biblical names? Michael and Daniel. I don't know. Never read the Bible. They, they seem kind of. Mike. Yeah, definitely are. Yeah. Okay. So maybe that's but something to do with it. Michael's an angel. Daniel's an Elton John song. Um. Uh, Daniel though, two PhDs. She's like, oh yeah, meet meet uh, Doctor Scientist Daniel. Uh, and what about you? I uh, uh, physician mostly. Like he doesn't he doesn't have <laughs> any. <laughs> <laughs> I wear business suits. Um, it was so pointless. This little, this little conversation. Like, why does she care? Well, I mean, you work there. Your mum's in a coma in the next room. Why do you want the ins and outs of the cow's ass with me? But it does feel like <laughs> we're supposed to think that their alibi is really flimsy. It is like me, a physician. I know doctoring things. Um, Daniel concurs <laughs> with me, of course. He's like wearing a stethoscope. Just a <laughs> wearing a stethoscope. What's your fav- What's your three favourite patients you've ever had in your life? <laughs> oh, no, no. Um, who did you study under at university? Um, Doctor Mark Sloan, a very famous uh, doctor. I'm sure you know Doctor Watson um, and Doctor uh, Quinn Medicine Woman. Three doctors <laughs> who I who I know all of. Such a Quinn Medicine Woman. Um, um, yeah, good. so it's really flimsy. He goes, "Oh, do you want to? Do you want to go see your mom?" Uh, and she she goes in. She's there in a coma. Well, I mean, um, she's. I guess it's a, it might be like a sci-fi world. So maybe this kind of technology is everywhere. But I mean, to me, if someone would say, "Yeah, you're gonna, your mind's gonna be kind of." digitized and transferred into your mum's thoughts. I'd be pretty amazed. But uh she uh just says, yeah, whack it, whack, whack yeah, the helmet on my they, head. They sort of say it in a sentence and say, yeah, you're they, they say it in a sentence, yeah, basically you'll go into her memories. It'll be a world that she creates, obviously. Um but yeah, yeah, yeah. Your mum hasn't really communicated with us apart from to say uh to say that she wants to talk to you. So uh, in your pop I guess. And she'd be like she'd be like uh wow that unreal engine. It's madness what they can yeah. do with that these days. <laughs> you were talking to say, before I go into the mind of, as far as I know, my insane mom. Murder. Yeah, before I go covered. into the mind of my insane mom, in a, a universe that she controls, have you got like a little testing room that I can yeah. just have a go in? 
like a matrix, you know, when they have like the, the weft the armory bit or the yeah. dojo, kind of just go for a, to a dojo for a bit. Kind so I have to go and... straight into the fight. I don't want to go right up against Agent Smith in the, <laughs> in the first go, second. <laughs> I just want to go to a dojo for a bit. You know, that's all I want. Give me the woman in the red do... dress test. I'll, I'll do that first. Let me yeah. do the easy ones first. I just want to do like the tutorial or something first. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just want to go to a What are the controls wanna, for this? Yeah, I want to go to the far left of the screen and learn how I move. So just up there. Go... <laughs> I've got a hold down X to run. This is bullshit. We all know it should be analog. How do um, I duck? How do... Oh, my look's inverted. I'm trying to look at the floor. No, <laughs> also... They do explain that her mum's been. She's got. She's had some violent episodes in prison. She's in like locked-in syndrome. Yeah. Uh, with her inside her body, like she's not in a good way. She's covered in scars, and like she looks pretty fucked up. I mean, you don't yeah. want to go anywhere near her brain. You no, don't want to go yeah. at all. And they take. They do like a scan of her. They get to do in a T pose. And I thought, wouldn't it be wonderful? Yeah. Especially like in modern games, and she's all glitching out. If she just T poses across the <laughs> screen at the <this> moment. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, she's popping like in really badly. That was a little. T- I, I like that. That was that was cool. They should have made a lot more of all these bits, and then the whole film should have played out either in that. You know. Yeah, I think they should have just played that as straight. Don't, maybe don't even have the demon stuff. Uh, although yeah. I did like the kind of extra personality thing in the in the VR game with them. But um, just play yeah, that cool. straight and just explore that as an as yeah. an interesting concept. Just it's cool. the, it's a really this... great idea. You have this in this fun virtual world, although we were just saying about I quite like the stylized graphics, but now you've said about digitizing people. I've now I've now realized that I would have liked this bit even more if the graphics had been like original Mortal Kombat and she was like a digitized person. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's all in 2D. Yeah. She was just like doing that. Yeah. Like an idol pose. <laughs> but honestly, at this point, I, I I thought certain things were quite promising. You yeah, know, me I too. Liked, I was like, "This is if, this is way better than I." If expected. she would have gone in, gone into the brain, and there was like a ghost in the machine in there somewhere, yeah, that something like, yeah. "Wait, what's this? Where does it come from? Oh, we're not in control of it. Oh, do you know what I mean? Like something. Oh, like and that. now you're trapped, and you can't get out. Otherwise, you'll be in a coma, and now you're stuck in. You're get, yeah, it could have gone like really dreamy as well. Like, um, or a, they could have played with uh, world logic. Um, what was the word I'm thinking of? Uh, like liminal spaces and that kind of thing. Mm. Like, yeah. Um, she just goes and talks to her mum, and the mum is like casually like, uh, "Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not actually evil. You need to get out of here." Yeah, and I'm, I can't, can't like that stuff. And she just I takes just came it, here really. to say you're a twat. I came here to tell you I'm sick of you. I've come into your brain to tell you I hate you. Goodbye. And I'm like, okay. The pettiest, fine. the pettiest yeah. thing ever. So I've come all the way she in. Does that? Gone into something. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Experimental technology. And you're there and she goes, turn, turn around, Mom. I want you to see me giving you the finger before I leave you in this coma. Like a troll, like, a, like an online troll. Just yeah, she starts teabagging and mum. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh. yeah. <laughs> I know they're like, she's played Call of Duty before, they're nice. And her mum's like, her mum's just going, no, 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 yeah. no. She's there yeah. and mum's like going, oh. And she goes, go on, I'll give you 10 seconds to run. She's no scoping her. She's running across the map. She's, <laughs> she's, um, yeah, but her mum basically says, oh, look, fine. I accept you think I'm a prick. So um, there you are. I don't want to look at you, though, because I don't want to endanger you. Also, in this universe, no one's ever seen a film before. So, like, you know, straight away, that there's whatever the opposite of red flags are here for, ah, she's possessed. She's been possessed by a demon. She's trying to protect me. So I'll just go out of this. I guess if I can't fix it, I will just get out of this simulation and never return. But she, yeah. but she comes out of the computer having slagged her mom off, and immediately agrees to come back tomorrow to do it again. <laughs> yeah, no, she comes yeah. out and she's like, "Oh, that's slagging her off. Really, I really enjoyed it. I really the, liked it." Yeah, and the, Michael goes, "So you're going to come back and do it again tomorrow? She, I, can I?" Yeah, I, underst- I did not understand what her goal was in this sense. I thought if she's cut her mum, if she's been away from mum for so long, just leave it at that. What is the point in what are you doing to yourself? You're not helping your mum. You're not helping yourself. Just why? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they could have played with that a bit more or she she felt kind of drawn to it and she wasn't sure why. But it, it did. Even, even the uh, the guy, the physician was trying to talk her into it to some extent, but he didn't really give. He wasn't very convincing. He was just like, "Look, you, you, you want to do this," and and then I've she heard, just, I've heard oh, you know, you've got you've got a lot to un- unpick. Uh, I'm a I'm a brain physician. I'm a yeah. Uh, I've, heard, I've heard they got ice cream in there. Any flavor you want, any yeah. flavor. Uh, in the trade, we call <laughs> the it the wallpaper um, strawberry flavor. Uh, <laughs> I'm a psychologist. Gets in there, licks it, and she's like, looks up to the camera. Out of the monitor, she's like, "No, it isn't. <laughs> no, it fucking isn't." They're like, Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Um, "Yeah." And again, it, it wouldn't be quite, it wouldn't be too difficult to achieve, right? It would be a case of, like, oh, you know, this is for medical technology. I know you think your mom's a right bastard, but um, we'll pay you. We'll pay you to come and help us perfect this this yeah. technology, so people can, because all you know, if you master virtual reality brain technology then great how good 
Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Also, they get a Steam achievement if she plays the game a second time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you've got it. Well, now if she's got, oh, maybe that's one of those that gets you. You like get an achievement that walks in and says started the first level, and it's an odd number of achievement points, like three, and it's like, <laughs> how do I round that out? I'll yeah. oh, finish the last level, get the other two. Um, yeah, so she's she she goes back the next day. Is there anything in between that? Does she just? No, I think she gets she jumps they get right the, in. Jumps they like they it. have the they have the bed there and they hold the hat. She just jumps into it. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they do like and an also, interview of her afterwards, don't they? They get a set camera up and, and speak to her and sort of try to ask her about it. And she's like, oh, fuck it, had enough. See you later. I'm not, not yeah. interested. So she doesn't actually, at this point, she says, no, she's not going to do it again. Um, and then she goes home and, I don't know, goes straight to bed and has a nightmare. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's that. Uh, is her friend Sam? Is that her name? Her friend yeah. is Sam, yeah. Oh yeah, is this when she they go back to her house and she's just there at her house? No, that's later. That's later. after the, de- that's oh, okay. after the demons amongst it. But she has to. Maybe there's a little bit of uh, another nightmare where she just sees a mom or something, and she chooses to go back and goes right into the simulation again. Hmm. This time she goes through the. There's like a tunnel that goes out into a into a lovely field. Yeah. She's a mom again. That was interesting. I think that in terms of visuals, like I was feeling a bit like Silent Hill, you know, when things, you know, when there's like a little gateway like that in Silent Hill and you go, I've got to go in it, see what's in there. Um, I was getting those sort of vibes and I was getting, I don't know, when you're in the simulation, everything else I could have left. But when I was in the simulation, I was feeling a little bit unsure and un- mm. unnerved. This bit was quite experience. tense. This bit was quite tense that's coming up now. And I like the fact, like Luke said, when you have this thing where you have, because you're in a simulation and things don't have to follow the same rules. So having people clip through walls or, um, you know, the, just the slight graphical tearing that they put in there or the fact is that you're not in the real world so there can just be a tunnel in the middle of a house that you walk through and it opens out into a field like that's that's cool yeah. stuff that you can do in that um in that thing and you could have had some direction with the guys because we get a little bit with the scientists here as well because it's clearly evident that they could have communicated with her or they could pull her out differently and they choose not to because they have their own agenda yeah so she but, shouts at one point saying pull me out didn't she and they just go Nah, don't just turn pretend, the speakers off. <laughs> just pretend we haven't heard what she's saying. What's she saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's that's Michael because um, you're the guy. Daniel's like, oh, I'll do that. But no, 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 Daniel, don't. I'm gonna leave her in here. But she goes to see the mom again, yeah. and she goes, oh, I told you, like, stay out of here because of terrible danger. Um, Carly says, oh, why did you ask for me? And she goes, oh, I didn't. It did. What do you mean it? And then we get some spook, and she flies up in the air, starts glitching around. Yeah, and this was quite um, this was this was quite tense. And then she runs into this house and she finds is it a mom or is it a it's Sam? It's It's Sam, Sam. who's dead on the floor. And we get the first uh visual of uh, sad, depressed bird head man who's like constantly looking down at his toes. Oh, so this so this building's (laughs) like a a sanitarium, isn't it? Where um, which was kind of the sort where the dream at the very beginning was happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So weird bird, weird top heavy bird man. He like um, uh, he cuts his wrists. Yeah, vertically, and it, and and it, it cuts. 
yeah. Carly's arm. Ow! Owie. Owie. I mean, so, initially, you're never going to go back. I mean, that's never, I'm never going to... Oh, yeah. Haptic <laughs> feedback. That VR game was really realistic. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, so, so, it's a he's a Freddy Krueger bird, isn't he? But in virtual reality. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> she gets out and she's like... Um, She's pissed came, off because they didn't cut my wrist. Oh yeah, she's pissed off with that. Uh, and it's, it's, you get, she gets all sewed, or not sewed up, like wrapped up. Let's get, get a plaster. Yeah. And she goes home. I think is she done with the them at that point, Ferropole? Yeah, I think she. So, yeah. She chips off now, and um, even though her mom has definitely been proven innocent, they, any, anyone with even a passing understanding, like if you've just experienced fiction, then you go, oh, demon. All right. So, yeah. um, but she doesn't. Carly, there's yeah. not fiction in this universe. Um, and she goes to see... Oh, she she phones Sam as soon as she gets out and is relieved that Sam isn't dead. Because, oh, thank, uh, thank, thank so goodness. She seems to believe that there's some sort of force in there which would somehow be able to kill Sam in the outside world. But what she doesn't seem to believe is that for some reason that um, her mum is being not necessarily controlled, but also like possessed by something, or that there's some other sort of force in there. She doesn't seem to get those signals. But when she sees Sam's dead body in this virtual world, or which is supposed to be her mum's brain, she goes, hang on a minute, she's dead for real. Better rig her up. Uh, but she's fine. Yeah. Um, but it is enough of a, of a shock for her to nip and see Martin and get a little bit more insight into this. And we get some more history into this one as well. So we quickly established that when her mom, when, when things went wrong with her mom, Martin had a theory and he had loads of sketchbooks and stuff. And they, they basically cut him off. They froze him out. He was cancelled in the 90s before being cancelled was a thing. Don't blame them. Don't blame them. Absolutely. 100%. Are, you, are you sure though? Because I, I, I totally get it. But her mom had gone insane. But like yeah. you say that, it goes to go, oh, it's bloody bloody demons, isn't it? Um, and it goes, oh yeah, we uh, we 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 both cut you out immediately. And then she asks him. I mean, I almost cancel him for saying, oh yes. So I believe this was built on a haunted land, a haunted fucking land, Martin. Come on. <laughs> um, haunted. Basically, all of this stuff, all of his theories, the demonic possession and stuff, was like lore. That you know what you know in, in a game when you stumble into a room and all of the answers are in the same room. I mean, something kind of happened a bit like this in Resident Evil. Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the same thing. Where you yeah. stumble into a room and luckily <laughs> the all the mystery, room. the exposition room, all of the mystery has been there's huge sketchbooks full of stuff, photos are strewn strewn everywhere. There have pinned stuff pinned on the wall. Hey, it was puzzle like expedition. Martin's basically got it in his in his in his shed. He's got a shed and he has in there saying, look, here's the blueprints of the why do you build sanatoriums on haunted lands? Build them on like a brownfield site. Come on. Martin. Um, are, Martin, are you single? Well, yes, but I spend a lot of the time in my shed. And uh, what are you doing? <laughs> well, I'll just get all the demon pictures out and sticking them up all over the wall. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. But also, she ha he has got a picture of, and it's the first one he comes to, the exact demon that yeah. that she saw earlier, the big heavy head bird. At least, oh yeah, because I I've been having I was I have nightmares, and I sometimes wake up in the middle of the forest about that. 
But immediately, as soon as he's explained it, she's like, no, fuck you, Martin, this is too much. Bye. And goes. Yeah. At least at least he didn't have pictures of her mum everywhere. That's what I was worried about. Is he's going to walk in and go, just various different pictures of my mum asleep. You <laughs> sick, sick bastard. He's gone, no, no, it's all research. It's all it's research. All research. Is this is where we get the reveal of what actually happened, or is this later when she goes, oh, yeah, mum went to a sanatorium one day and then was mad after that? I don't know. I don't know when we find out that she um, killed people. She, um, yeah, she was popping away for work one day and then went mad. But yeah, it might be a bit later than this. Right now, we just get Martin answering a question that he was asked to and then getting punished for it again. Yeah. It just felt like this was like a fast tracked. It's just like at some point during the production or the, or the writing of the script, he went, ah, oh, where am I going with this again? Uh Oh, yeah, demons and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right, we're going to get this guy, right, and he's going to have all the demon stuff in a shed, and then we'll explain all that away, and then we'll move on to the next part of the film, which is all about demons and stuff, and it, right? And it isn't even the biggest reveal that Martin has. That one's to come after our next nightmare scene. Um, yeah. So she goes home and Sam's there, right? Yeah, which is, which is weird, you know? I mean... Not only is supposedly her best friend, but she hasn't seen her for a while, and they haven't been, they haven't exactly been on the best is terms she inside the house. Yeah, she let yeah, herself in and just sits down out. drinking wine again. <laughs> for fuck's sake! She's like Carly's not the only one with a problem here. Um, yeah, and this Sounds is what annoying. this is this is what made me feel like there could have been something more to this that maybe she was in some kind of simulation from the very beginning because like. She's wearing a shell suit jacket. That's clue number one. Secondly, she has lost contact with all of her friends who are somehow back in contact with her all of a sudden. So yeah. we were watching it thinking, oh, okay, is she in a simulation? She's in a coma and people are coming into her brain, but no. Or maybe like the first time she went in the simulation, she never actually got out that first time. That first time she came out never actually happened. She's still in she, it for the rest of it. Yeah, she's just in a slightly higher resolution than... You know the double simulation when she's sees her mom because of course, ray on. <laughs> yeah, of course, her mom is an older generation, so uh, she has yeah. PS3 graphics, whereas Windows 95. Whereas Carly is, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you go back, if she goes into a grandma's mind, it's literally EGA sort of text text input adventure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. But no, so basically, she just tells Sam to fuck off. She basically just says, I, want, I need to be alone. I've got a lot of stuff going on. I need to unpack. You letting yourself into my house and just helping yourself to my wine is not okay. Sam doesn't take the hint at first, though. She's like, Oh, I'll tell you, I'll put you some dinner on. Because, no, no, like, oh, I'll tell you what, quick rundown. Went to see Martin. He spoke about demons. By the way, my mom's alive and in a coma. I've been into her brain this afternoon. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> you what? Yeah, no, no, I can't explain anymore. Basically, I just need a bit of space. I've been in a virtual reality nightmare. So I mean, demon cut she, my arm. She looks like completely freaked out. And um, if I was Sam, I I would respect her wishes and leave pretty promptly. But she does kind of hang on. She really wants to have a party. Like she really wants to drink some wine and watch uh, <laughs> and talk talk about boys and stuff. I guess <laughs> there's a great there's a great reality show on Netflix. Uh, the oh, new come on, Bachelor. I've, we got to watch. I've got yeah. my uh, I bought I bought my uh, I bought Dreamphone with us. The uh, oh, <laughs> the sleepover. Board that, game is of throwback. that is a throwback. That is a throwback. What is it? Dreamphone. I brought Buffett. I brought Buffett oh. around. 
And then she kindly basically says, I can't concentrate on Dream Inferno Bop It because all I've got swimming around in my head is that the Vatican is funding special black oh, ops we don't, group doesn't know consisting about that of priests. She doesn't know that yet. She doesn't know this <laughs> until she's Martin again. But she's like, just I've just come into terms of the concept that there is a machine that you can go into someone's brain. You haven't got to be um, you haven't got to be an, an under anesthetic for stepping. They just switch it on and you go to sleep in the uh, little yeah. world. Of sleep. They put that on. You put that on and then <laughs> and then immediately go in. It great. They've just they've, they've literally it's all like duck hunt, yeah. Yeah, when 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 they when they switch it on, you're basically turning the video output in your brain from eyes to virtual reality. So like, no, yeah, it's like a swimming cap with a load of Mentos on it. Looks lovely, <laughs> yeah. and that interfaces with your brain. Um, so she immediately goes to bed again, only to wake up to a some horrible tapping at the window. Um, we see people have mobile phones in this, and it pisses me off so much. Doesn't doesn't has Sam hasn't bothered to ring her. She's just gone and started wazzing stones at the window um, at three at three a.m. Yeah, right. and she comes in, and goes oh, and this time Carly seems all right. She's oh you, well what are you like you bloody idiot? All right then we'll have some wine uh, and a, and a bit of a chat. And then Sam turns to her and goes, tell you what though, do you want to see this thing I can do? And Carly goes. Dream phone, come on, it's a bit late for that, isn't it? And he goes, oh, it's not see this, Do you want to see this thing I could do? And it's that thing where she like, pretends to take her thumb off. I can't even yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah. Luke, I'll bet Luke, Luke, you can do that. I'm sure you can. Wait. No, Wait a minute. Wait, it's that, isn't it? Something like that. That's the one. <laughs> yeah. She gets, she does that, and Carly goes, what the fuck? <laughs> what are oh, you? Call an ambulance. <laughs> and, and, uh, what are you? And then she goes, oh, if you like that. <laughs> If you if you like that one, then you'll love this. And then she uh, gets horrible bird face and puts it on, and then does an exorcist walk at her. So uh, this, um, th- I mean, the backwards walking person. I feel like that's been maybe overplayed a little bit. I didn't find it scary at all. Um, no. I mean, it's just, it was kind. Of, I mean, a guy doing a backwards handstand running running at you. I suppose it's kind of scary, especially when they knock over everything, and they're like. Especially when, into especially, especially when that's your house, you're like, clean this up. No one else doing that. Yeah. She didn't give a shit. Even Sam yeah. in her usual form, let alone bird demon form, doesn't give a shit about anyone else's house. She I mean, bra- how did she even break in? Yeah. Well, in stones at the window. Yeah. Oh, Sam, unless you're a fucking glazier, don't know what you're playing at. Um, <laughs> but um, also, thinking about it, even though it would be spooky, to have someone do a backwards handstand walk on walk towards you at great speed in your house, how susceptible would that person be to you dropping an elbow on them as they ran as they ran towards you? Just jump over them, jump on them, Mario them, just on their middle. <laughs> <Just squat>. <laughs> <laughs> you would get them so badly, and also their head is at perfect kicking height. You did a good kick. I always I always feel this with uh, most like uh, horror villains. They're like Chucky, I think, boot him. As hard as you can, like a football. Yeah, because like, even if he's supernaturally strong, he's not supernaturally heavy. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's as heavy as a toy. So you could boot him, like you could boot him really far. It'd be quite. I think it'd be quite satis- satisfying to boot him really hard. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, or, my dreams like, of kicking over a child a bridge are now or acceptable. <laughs> yeah, Into a like, goal. Trap him under a bin. <laughs> classic. Classic. Yeah. Um, um, I think. 
but if I she doesn't what, do that, she gets at this spooked. Point, sorry, sorry, Ben, you go. Ending. I was no, just yeah, going to yeah. say, at this point, I mean, it's more of a general point rather than about the plot. Um, did you guys watch any of uh, Neil Blomkamp's stuff, the Oat Studio stuff on YouTube? Like I think the... I saw like uh, the early, early stuff. It seemed quite promising. Promising um... and really, really good. Um, just like not just in terms of like the, the stories, but also like the production values and the, the, the effects and everything. Really, really good. So far with this, apart from like some of the, some of the ideas early on, but at this point in the film... I was like, is this Neil Blomkamp? Is it? Because it doesn't feel like nothing about it made me feel like it was a Neil Blomkamp film or made me kind of recognize a style or anything at all. Yeah. About him as a film, filmmaker. Yeah. I felt completely lost at this stage. Yeah. It didn't feel like the lot of others, like, because we see so much of his films, his most famous films at least, that have like such a, an interesting, there's like a very biomechanical feel about a lot of it. You know, you look at your district nines and there's some real good creativity in there as well. Like the throwaway bits with how the weapons in district nine work or the way that the aliens look, you know, sort of very alien looking things, but kind of in a human junkyard wearing human clothes. And this is a, I don't know, it's a, it's a simpler design, I guess. Um, yeah, it's a, it's almost a it's not even the big heavy bird face it's like a plague mask and someone doing a backwards walk yeah i was watching um uh, the red letter media review people and they said um that it seemed like he isn't really a horror movie fan but he just wanted to make a horror movie because it's quite easy and, and they sell and they are quite profitable um do you feel that i feel like some of the the cliche choices the bird the bird head the the plague doctor mask, I feel like that the the uh, the Jericho, um, Vatican yeah. soldiers. Marcus Jericho. That yeah, I, I I agree with you. Luke. It feels like it might have been a an easier decision to cash in, or uh, you know, I'll give him I'll give him the benefit of the doubt as well. Maybe there are other factors there that limited some of his design scope that he has. Because as a rule, I give him a lot of credit for. And there is an element of technology in this with the virtual stuff. Again, you could have invested a little bit more in your concepting and you could have done something far more exciting. You could have angled in the technology element in, in, with what you were doing. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder yeah. what the story is behind this, this film. Like, why is it the way it, that it is? Um, might yeah, watch the I mean, making of bits or... It's definitely a film. It's definitely a film of two halves, where the first half does seem quite promising, not necessarily great, but you know, and some of the some of the ideas it proposes puts forward are quite interesting. And I conceptually, kind of, yes, conceptually, like, yeah. yeah. But the second half really does just seem to we just we've described films as shitting the bed, um, and rather than shitting the bed at the end, in it shits the bed at probably about a halfway point. Well, at this point, this is if it isn't in the process of doing it now. At very least, this is the film having terrible stomach cramps, but thinking, no, no, I'll try and go back to sleep. This will pass. Um, <laughs> no, no. It's not about to pass. Um, Carly locks herself in a room. The claws of the monster come through. Uh, uh, has she been got? No, that's okay, because it was just a nightmare. Um, Fucking hell. And she runs to, she runs to, oh. see, she runs to see Sam. Oh, by the way, before she turned out to be the bird monster, 
Sam did say, oh, P.S., if you can't find me, um, I'll, I'll, be in, I'll be in the woods, um, which you would never do, because if a demon told you that, I ain't going to do what the demon suggests. What woods? There's loads of woods around there. What woods? Give me a, give me that. I want that free word thing where you can yeah. find exactly uh, where you're. Any three words. Give me the, give me the six, give me the two meter square where you're going to be. Yeah. Isn't um, don't mug me off. Isn't this where it, we pull back and we feel we see the Vatican people have been watching her on a camera this entire time. That's it. That's it. We see and them. They're in like a weapon lounge. We they're see in them. the training room for the there. Matrix. Yeah, they're in they're in the thing. So this is Clive Barker's Jericho, and I apologise. I said we hadn't heard about it yet. We hadn't had it confirmed yet. But um, <laughs> one of the things Martin says is, "Oh, the Vatican—they got loads of money. They've got they've got a Clive Barker's Jericho unit here. Um, less interesting powers than Clive Barker's Jericho had. Unlike um, Sublime Masterpiece, The Last of Us, I have finished Clive Barker's Jericho. Um, is it good?" It's got a cliffhanger ending, which will never be resolved. Absolute bullshit. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it's one of those games as well. I was, it was early Xbox 360. I was big into achievements at the time. I was like, I know, I'm going to make this unpleasant for myself by finishing out on the hardest fucking difficulty. Um, but yeah, there are some interesting mechanics to it. And each member of the squad has got some cool powers. Um, your main guy is a guy that can basically directly control any of the characters so you can do a squad based shooter really and there's a story narrative for why all of a sudden you can change who you're controlling which is cool um yeah. there's someone who can do like there's a sniper that can do like ghost bullets and like steer bullets there's another person who can like he's like a healer who can regenerate other people so all of them have got like a unique shooting mechanic based power that you can do the villains um, all look uh, very Clyde Barkery and oh they're the very light. You know, They're all very high parkery, and... and there's there's lots of kind of mutilated bodies and so on. And then the end is like a baby in a force field. Um, yeah, yeah. Baby <laughs> in a favorite force type, field. favorite type of baby. Yeah, it's very is like a Nazi. Uh, sort of yeah, thing there's there's there's, a, there's kind of a cult, and they're a bit Nazi-ish, and they they love the undead. But yeah, I don't remember exactly what happens in the plot. I just remember there's a cliffhanger that like. Is this another uh, Xbox only? Um, I think it was on. Game. I think it was on PS3 Game. as well. Hmm. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily recommend that. it, but it might be worth at least a let's play. Um, but yeah, this is basically that squad. So there is like a, a squad of guys that have got kind of military equipment and machine guns and and, and all of that stuff, but they also have Bibles and crosses and things like that, and they are getting ready to deal with this thing. And Daniel is there. And by the way, when he's not dressed as a scientist with two PhDs, he's covered in tattoos and so on as well. He's like a proper characterful Marine guy. And he's like, oh, do you think we should... Um, she seems really bothered. Should we bring Carly into this, offer us some kind of protection? Michael, on the other hand, is like, there's no time for that. It's time to go, 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 A-Squad. And he's they're getting ready to do an exorcism in the woods. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I was almost like bargaining with the film. I, my, I was almost like, <laughs> please, please don't do Jesus this. Jesus Christ, please. Don't, <laughs> don't, I don't want this to happen. I almost felt like it felt like like TV show pilot at this stage now, where they were kind of just trying mm. to throw all these different things in to go like, look, 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 this is all this in the pilot. Imagine what would be in the show. Loads of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Clive Barker's Jericho is going to turn up. What a crossover. Um, 
Meanwhile, um, so Carly goes to Sam's house and finds it wide open. Sam is gone. And um, she proceeds to meet the least helpful policeman in the world. Oh, for God. Yeah, for God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. Glad about this guy. I get it, but yeah, ridiculous. He seems um, so annoyed that he's been called out. What? What's going on? Well, she's missing and uh, the door's open and yeah, no sign of a struggle though. So I don't know if I can help you, to be fair. And he says, oh, just give us, give us 48 hours and I think, I think you'll fight. And she's like, no, shouldn't you do something? And surely you would. Like, I I'm not a policeman, guys. I've never never claimed to be. Um, but it's illegal. <laughs> well, well wait yeah, a it is. It is actually illegal <laughs> to pretend to be a policeman when you're not. But I'm pretty sure that the whole 48 hour thing it isn't necessarily uh, like you know. So honestly, I'll get in trouble with the with the the superintendent if I call in a thing and it's been 46 hours. Even I'd I'd be done. Um, like this 40 hour thing is is a nonsense and then also I'm pretty sure if there was no sign of your friend and you had gone to their house having had some weird things and just the the doors were open and they were just gone I'm sure they would at least go tell you what I'll I'll put a call out we'll have a drive around the block or I'll see if there's any cars up near the woods that you seem to already know about you would do Mm. something so he yeah. doesn't do anything. So Carly says, "I'll go and get. I'll go and help Martin. He seems to know what the what the crack is. Uh, at least he, I think he does. And we'll go travel to the woods. <laughs> like yeah. it's so vague. Where Goes are we going? Sees Martin. We're, go- we're going to the woods. Okay. I mean, yeah. Based on what? The woods. The same woods that if you go down to today, you're gonna have a big surprise. Those exact ones. Not only the woods, but luckily the woods are really, really close by to the sanatorium as well. Oh yeah, that's that's where the sanatorium is. And if we haven't had it already, this is where we fill in the gaps as to what happened. So basically, short version is a mom went mad one day, was comatose for a bit, but then burned up a load of old people in an old people's home. Like literally burned up about 50 people. Oh, and PS, she'd possibly been poisoning people as well. She's a wrong one. Um, and we saw a scene of the mom when she was being arrested having a little smile of her and we saw her burning up all the old people who apparently all the staff also just watched her tip a load of petrol in and go set it on fire oh don't been, don't oh, don't oh, what are you doing been, oh, oh, don't bother everyone's mate. dead oh you've burned us all up she must have been really pissed off about the Brexit vote or something like that you know, I'll teach you old guys <laughs> She, um, but she burns them all up um, and goes to prison for it. And she, that's when she was mad. And that's what I was getting at earlier. So she hates her mom because, she, and you know, that's a bad thing. I don't condone anyone burning down an old people's home. That is just. And if she also poisoned a bad thing. Like she did that. And if she went to a, somewhere else, poisoned. Yeah, she poisoned people. people. Maybe they that was the last straw. Maybe that poisoned. was the last straw for Carly. She was like, <laughs> they could have gone. Burning I, can, I can deal with. I'm disappointed in you, but I'm not actually angry. Like, I, I get it. I get it. Everyone's got stuff going on. And yeah, the, the straw was the, the poison delivery device. Poison? That was the last straw, that. That water. <laughs> You'd have wasted... That would have been a waste of... That's a waste of food as well. So not only have you poisoned people, you've yeah. made that food inedible. The starving oh. kids in the world, Mum. Yeah. So I'm, I'm furious with you. Um, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. She, but she never does anything to her. She even smiles at her before she's arrested, so... Oh, um, yeah, it's quite a sweet little smile. Let's <laughs> see a little smile, and you go, forgiven. 
<laughs> I can't I stay it. mad at you. Come on. I can't stay mad at that face. I yeah. can't stay mad, you little cheeky cheeky so and so. I mean, you only burn people. It's not like you poisoned anyone. Hang on. She oh, did what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, um, but yeah, so we're there. We go. We go to the woods. We find Sam's shoe, and then in short order, also Sam. That's just a little breadcrumb to get us there. Um, and they go. And she's slept walked into the woods. She goes, oh. They find a car. That drove. Where as am well. I? Slept she's drove. Like, Have I driven here? And they go, oh, let's um. Get, let's, let's get, get into the sanatorium. Let's get, let's get you home. And they're going to take her home. But then Sam goes, oh, they've got your mom at the sanatorium. They're going to do an exorcism. And they go, okay, then Sam, you get in the car. Have one of these foil blankets. And then... Oh, yeah, we... they wrap her up like a little jacket potato. Like it's all like a red, <laughs> red oven light. Yeah. Like you took yourself in there. Exactly. That weird foil. You're definitely not going to burn to death. That's definitely not They left her happen. in there for too long. They bloody burnt it. <laughs> She's like, well, I'll be all right Overcooked in this car. Rice. And it's like, well, don't shiver so much that you rub the material of your shell suit together because that will go up. Um, yeah. And they go, well, I'll tell you what, we'll go and see what's happening with this exorcism. We, a couple of civilians with one gun between us, we'll go and see and if this special says, forces team... We'll go, we'll go, we'll look for 10 minutes. But if 10 minutes is up, then that's it. We're coming out. Oh, yeah, great. Good one, Martin. Yeah, yeah, we'll believe <laughs> if you. De- if that demon sees you at 9.59, because, oh, go in. I'm going. <laughs> yeah, I'm so see you later. Fair enough. Uh, I, I won't pursue you. But they get there, and this is where we get full-on Resident Evil-style yeah. exposition. Black, so, so Black Ops' team has been massacred, including Daniel, who's in the car, dying. And it's so exposition-heavy that I almost don't think I've seen exposition like this in a modern film. Yeah, I'd be tapping X on the controller during this. This is X. This is this is X tapping controller. So he pretty much gives all of the blanks, even though the blanks have been tried to been filled in like at least ten times in this film. He's there's still a load of blanks that he needs to fill in, and there's even like take this thing, the only thing that can kill the demon, and yeah, that's do crazy. it. Yeah. And the last breath is like, why did you get loads of machine guns then? Yeah, like, yeah, that's um, the only thing. What? Just bring loads of them. It just at this yeah, point it was like it made me think low budget because all of this all of this stuff happened off screen the demons the demon versus the the special ops team all happened off screen we only see the aftermath it see, made me feel like someone's got like uh, has anyone got any cool props today I've got this like a uh, little knife cool that's like the uh, magic knife of God then sure um, we'll work it in. <laughs> yeah, and, and you're right. If this had been James Wan and this had been malignant, imagine what this scene would have been like. Yeah, yeah. James Bond gets all the budget though. Yeah, he's Swallows used it all up. up. Yeah. Um, so Neil came along. Have you got any sort of any you know, budget any, left? Any parkour, <laughs> any, of... any parkour men and some any that tasty budget? I've got Sorry. some budget left, but the truth is, I actually want all the budget, so it's going to have to be a no. Ah, <laughs> oh, James, you greedy, greedy man. James, we <laughs> promised we'd share. Yeah. Spend it all on backwards, lady. You you can have all the exposition, <laughs> and I'll have all the action. I've got um, this bird mask left in my boot. Do you want that? It's so heavy. <laughs> the Just a piece of shit I've had lying around for ages. If you want it, <laughs> it's so <laughs> heavy. It's made of lead. 
<laughs> but yeah, literally the thing that it gets me, Ben, you'll, I know you're a big Resident Evil fan. It's exactly the scene. You know when, not in the new one, slightly better acted, in the, um, the original Resident Evil 2, when Leon first arrives at the thing and he sees the policeman Marvin, it's like, it looks like your party has been cancelled. Just been cancelled. Yeah. Oh! Uh, um, so yeah, he, go, he goes, it, he's, it is he's got enough energy to boot up the thing, he goes, oh, and he goes, again, quick bit of exposition for you guys. I, we bought her here to do the exorcism, but it jumped into Michael. Oh! <laughs> it is like that. Maybe you, the master of unlocking, should take this lockpick. Maybe it's you, the only the... way to unplick a lock. Oh, thanks, Barry Burton. Yeah, cheers. Nice one. Maybe you, the master of stabbing someone with the spear of God, can take this with you. A, a whole Spec a Ops team couldn't do it, but you, I know you can. Take it. And, and then he comes back briefly and goes, you'll have to go into the simulation. <laughs> he comes oh. back briefly. Why does uh, why does she go back into simulation? To waste some time. Um, it's literally just to say bye yeah. to her mum. She yeah. So they basically go in there. Um, they no one interferes because I'll follow the wires. So they follow the wires a bit like Doctor Ellie Sadler in a far superior movie uh, goes <laughs> to find the electric conduits, um, and they find. Yeah. In the creepy um, sanitarium with um, just, you know, with just candle light. Candles haven't blown out, but all the electrical lights have been switched off. Um, her mom is there, still plugged into the Matrix. And Carly goes, right, I'm nipping in to see my mom. Um, <laughs> just nipping in. Now is not the time, Carly. Martin now goes, it's the favourite game. Oh, nip, oh, nip, oh, nip, oh, nip, oh, nip, oh, nip, Got to do one level. Do one level, yeah. yeah I can't. Just, I can't keep going now. I need to finish the. I can't save it. I can't save oh, it. No, no <laughs> mom, it's a, it's an online game. I can't really stop for dinner. Um. So um, yeah. So she goes. She goes into into the matrix while Martin pointlessly keeps guard. Uh. You know, Martin goes. Pointless. Oh, you've been. You like. I know you've been a, a bad friend to me over the years, Carly. But I'll I'll risk everything to guard you now while you go in and get your mom. Um, do you want me to take the demon killing knife? And she goes, no, I better keep this on me if you just protect me with this gun. Um, you can't kill be... him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that'd be great. And, and just, just remember, um, the demon is no longer in my comatose mom or the virtual world. He's in quite a, like, you maybe, you met the guy, you went for a day at the, the lab, so he's getting quite a hench sort of special forces man now that was pretending to be a uh, that was pretending to be a, a physician. Um, so, yeah, I mean, watch out for him. The one sequence where she was like kind of upside down talking to her mum was all yeah. right, you know? That's what we could... vis vis visually interesting, at least. And that's I expected the big showdown to be in the VR. It, yeah. it seemed to me like the big selling point or interesting point of this movie was the VR world. Mm -hmm. So, surely the big showdown should be in that world. I don't know. It, it seems. And there could have been some way to get him back in. Maybe they could have put the thing on Michael's in. head and put him yeah, back in there. That's it. That's it. Honestly, that is it. And then they just, could have fought him in the VR world. Yeah. The de the demon side of it was like what seventy five percent of the story, and it yeah. didn't. And it, and it needed zero to be zero percent. I mean, it is yeah. called demonic. They started there and were like, we've got to have more demon in this. <laughs> yeah, I know. But yeah. even, even called even, it demonic even, now. 
Yeah, but even as a title, demonic, I'm a bit like Johnny Demonic, you know I mean? like mnemonic. It's all in the virtual so. world. Name game. It makes it makes me feel like, and from looking at like the posters for it, it makes me feel like you know like when there's like a supernatural thriller comes out and it's clearly heavily influenced by whatever supernatural thrillers are popular at the time, paranormal activity slash uh, insidious slash the conjuring, but it's like a straight to DVD or straight to VOD. Uh, horror film that you know isn't like got a big budget or a big name attached, but for some reason it's been directed. This one's directed by Neil Blomkamp. It just, it's just really strange. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Carly's gone in. She sees her mom, and the long and short of it is that she goes, "Oh, mom, I, I know you weren't bad after all. It was these bloody demons." She said, yeah, been trying to tell you that for a while. She said, "Well, you could have just explained it in plain language." And she said, "Oh, well." Wouldn't have had all this fun. Where in many ways, demonic was the friends you made along the way. Um, she goes. Um, so, will you come back with me and help me fight the monster? And she goes. Ah, I'm I'm too weak now. So I'm gonna fade away into oblivion. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna padme this and give up on life at this point. And then she just like goes bye and then disappears. Um, in the real world, her mom's body dies, and then because yeah. it's her mind, the um, she gets endgamed. Simulation. Or Infinity Wars. Yeah, she Infinity Wars. <laughs> she, yeah. And she goes, Mom, but surely you've she been in prison. Platinum trophy to... pops up at the top of the screen. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. The last the last trophy is Infinity Ward it. And then it's like, oh. So yeah, she disappears. The the game ends. It's one of those um the narrative things. It's like near automata where you can sacrifice your save game. Um, so she does that. She's gone. And Carly is back up while she was um, away, though. Uh, unfortunately, Martin confronted like the, a, a ghoulie man in the shadows and failed to shoot him several times, um, having yeah. not heeded the, the advice of a dying man earlier on. Um, he just shot him with a gun and he's been, he's been got. Um, Carly has a wander around. Um, she pops back out to the car to see if Daniel has remained live for any more exposition, but unfortunately he's gone. Um, and then she hears the moaning like she did in the dream at the very beginning. And again, me and Carly, cut from the same cloth here, she's a seeker. Someone's like going, Carly, because I can't hear me from there, better go and see who it is. She goes a bit closer, finds her car all burned up. Um, Sam's had her I, chips. I was confused. I did not this wasn't clear to me i didn't immediately think it was sam until she said sam yeah. i'm so sorry i thought it was that daniel in the because he was in a car as well wasn't he um daniel the di- the other dude who was who was dying oh he was just dead on, in, in his was, car as well he was just like yeah he was still i was, I was baffled so like what like what <laughs> so what? In, pa- in passing having captured martin the demons also just burned sam up and she sort of Tried to climb out a little bit like on Cologne and Aunt Baru, but it's just a burnt skeleton now. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my god. If 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 the demon would have done his whole monologue about liking to burn things before this, I would have gone, Oh my god, he's gone and burned a friend alive. She was annoying. But oh dear, that's a shame. Yeah, she lets us fact- into, into your house, always the got fact- a wine on. <laughs> the fact that the demon does that monologue afterwards. Like it would just add no impact for me. I was literally just like the fact oh, first that the of all, demon I was like, has that anything to, to say is is baffling, and also the fact that he has any motivations when he could have like 
got out of the simulation with any old jabroni. He could have gone into Martin when, yeah. she, when he went to the simulation there. Why do you have to possess this man? Um, yeah, yeah. If who he wants is Carly. Anyway, but um, you're right. So we get there. Sam's been burned up. She gives her a pass in. Souls, I guess. And then she's over it immediately. She, she drops to her knees, like crying. I'm so sorry, Sam. And then stands up and goes, <laughs> yeah. Where to next? Oh, that's, 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 next Ma- that, yeah. that's Martin. And Martin is uh, tied up, two hands. Oh, he's like moaning. He's... Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And she, only, she only bothers to untie one of his hands, though, meaning you can be absolutely no use. Um, well, tie yourself, the... get yourself free with the other hand. Come on. Wait, he dies now, right? What? How does he die? I think Martin's fine. Uh, he, oh, he doesn't die, of course. In the end, yeah, Martin's um, so Martin's tied up still, meaning he's unable to help. Carly just runs off because um, um, Michael the demon turns up, and he's doing a cool demon voice now, and he pops and sees Martin and goes, oh. "All right, Martin, is it? Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, I like bloody burning people up, I do, and after I've." After I possess this woman, I'll come back in her body, which for the work that a demon likes to do, which is killing people, surely a muscly, like, black ops guy who happens to have a job in the Vatican already, it's probably a better body to have than Mm. 38-year-old woman who owns a shell suit top. I'm Ross Kemp, and I've been to all the prisons, and I've been with all the gangs, (laughs) but now I'm getting voluntarily possessed by a demon. (laughs) <laughs> That'd be a great sketch. <laughs> Here he comes now, then. Yeah. Oh, he's angry. <laughs> <laughs> the toughest gangs, the, the harshest prisons, and now demonic possession. Demonic possession. <laughs> the final. Oh, oh. oh, exactly. oh I can't do a Ross Kemp voice. It's beyond oh, my range. It, <laughs> it sounds good. I like it. We should pitch it. To somebody yeah. let's pitch it directly to ross kemp i'm sure he'd be <laughs> open to it i'd like to if we could possibly reunite both mitchell brothers i would like steve mcfadden in this as well phil mitchell that'd be great yeah um yeah so we'd get we'd get them both in but yeah he goes after i come back in this over in this other body i burn you up right like a like a kipper mate smoke you <laughs> And then um, bring you up like a giver. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you'll be done nicely, like mate. A char grilled, you'll be. He's really laying it on thick. How much he likes to burn, burn people up, I do. But uh, again, we never, we never got this at any point, really. I know there was like a burning bit at the start, and then, I, and I know she burned the whole thing. Yeah, I know. But I don't know. After I, I possessed I her, sold. after I possessed her and burned you up, next person I'm possessing. Bernie Eccleston, because he's got the name for the thing I like to do the most, which Bernie is burning. <coughs> and he's had the same haircut for at least 50 years. And uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so this horrible, messy ending, like what? So Martin's being tortured by Michael. He like pursues her. And then she, while she's fighting with him, stabs she him with his pops it. Says, the lance like here, but it's not very lancey, is it? It's kind of like a arrowhead. Like, yeah, it is like an arrowhead. She pops yeah. him, and like he, he like gas like erupts out of his. Oh. And he's so surprised. The demon that knows everything. The the motivations yeah, and thought process of this demon are as chaotic as the rest of this film. Because he's gone. He's managed to surprise her. He goes, "Ah, oh, I'm going to possess you now." And she goes, "Not if I stab you first, mate." 
I mean, again, we could have got rid of it if we'd seen an early scene in which she was real good at surprise stabbing people. Everyone calls her Carly the Shanker because that's what she does. And he goes, blubbing hell, you've stabbed me. Look, what do you got this for? And he knocks it out of her hand. But then as a writer... say, like, what is that? He goes, how did you get it? Tell me where you got it from. Yeah. Oh, oh, he's livid. He's absolutely livid. But he has a bit of a, a fit because he's been stabbed. Um, and then... Carly also, when she popped and saw um, when she popped and saw Daniel, she nicked some night vision goggles from his um, from his truck. Oh yeah. Which for the remainder of the film, she proceeds to put on and off like it's a bloody oh, you're gonna yeah, wear like, them it, out. This bit is literally like oh, you remember Predator? Yeah, that was good. Do you remember that bit at the end of Silence of the Lambs as well? Yeah, I remember that as well. I imagine those bits together, right? But with none of the tension. Yeah, yeah, literally none of the tension, none of the fret, uh, and also they're going to be popping them on and off every two seconds. It's like, yeah, it's like one of those Nonsense. bits in a game. Again, it's a bit video gamey when it's like, okay, it's good for this little bit, but now I've gone back. Actually, the the regular vision's probably better now. So she's literally up and yeah. down in yeah. it. Yeah, uh, and he and he get and then she puts him back on for this point, and we see um, the. The ghost, the ghost bird with his big heavy head come out and he possesses her and she's thrashing around um, and um, she's crawling along and he's sort of whispering, oh, let us possess you then. And she goes, all right, all right, all right. And then he stands up and he does a little bit of sitting down on the thing going, oh, well, that was a long time coming. Time for me to relax and I'll go back. I'll sit for just a minute and then I'll go back and burn up uh, Martin. Martin. But I'll, yeah. I'll savor it. I'll savor it. I'll just enjoy having this body for a minute first. But then Carly like goes, "Ha, psych!" And she goes, oh, "I'm not really possessed." Stabs herself in the tummy, <laughs> and he goes, "Oh, flaming hell!" And, he, and then he just kind of collapses. Um, yeah. And and then he dies. The demon dies. Yeah. The demon dies because he's allergic to God, to the spear of God. But he gets Carly is well, right. Car- yeah, Carly isn't allergic to the spear of God, so she survives. She's fine. Yeah, she so just, she she just gets off. just been stabbed in the stomach. She as well. gets a regular amount of she gets a regular Damage. amount of of of, of, of stabbing, yeah. and wakes up in hospital. Martin, who I read immediately thought, well, all these people are dead. No one's going to believe in demons. He's going down for this. Yeah, Sam's been burned up in his car. Literally, everyone's dead. There's no. I thought he would be possessed at the end. Like there'd be like a little wink nudge. It needed right. I, I I couldn't care less about it, but at the same time, it needed that. The fact or it, that it, just or it ends... cuts out, it cuts out a bit, and they're they're watching it on a screen, and it's a simulation. And yeah. uh, or it just pans out, and you get talk. that isometric view as well. Pans out, and she's yeah, yeah. that'd be quite cool. Or Not like some, someone glitches, like a doctor walks into a wall and let's skip the, <laughs> the wall. No, that's it. He comes in, t pose. The doctor comes in. You're free <laughs> to go. Can't get a staff these days. Um, yeah. But no, but she awakes in hospital. Martin makes amends with Martin. I was like, he's still alive. I thought yeah, he was Martin's. Oh, he's only tied up. Yeah, um, I know, but you know, it, it, Matt, Martin basically experienced mild peril. Like nothing yeah. really happened to him. We well, got like um, uh, cut into a, you know, the the, the demon like cutting signals into him, didn't he? Or did oh, it, did I, I, don't think it just, I thought the demon just embarrassed him by stripping and tied him just, up. Andy just feel... thinks that's mild peril. Yeah, that, yeah. That's a standard yeah. weekend for Andy. Oh, from Tamworth. <laughs> but um, yeah, so, 
<laughs> Never got um, a stag night of Andy. Yeah. You'll end up oh, with yeah. insignias all over you. No, Tied to a lamppost. I can't, I'll carve insignias <laughs> into you. I'll threaten to come back and burn you, but I won't. It's just fence. Just part of the fan. Uh, yeah, fun. Um, and then and then the film ends with um a whimper with Carly just leaving flowers at Angela's grave. Quite a nice I little mean, sign, little bit of little bit of music here. I was a bit like, yeah, it's all she's nice. Been a, like her mom, yeah. I guess the church has pulled a few strings and she's got a goodies grave now. A grave is like a white marble. Um <laughs> and it says Ange, not a murderer. Um she was possessed. Not- not a murder. She was possessed, so it was all. It were all right. Kiss, technically, kiss. technically, she wasn't a murderer at all. It was the demon that did it. <laughs> that's that's good. what they all say. That is uh, what uh, they all say. As for the demon, ah. good, riddance, good riddance to bad river. She's he's out of it. Um, yeah, and that's it. Ooh, ready for some uh, name game? Yeah, always. Okay, <clears throat> the first one uh, is a film quite similar to Demonic. But in this one, the demon doesn't have a crow head, but a long, slender neck that is protected by the queen. Uh, Deswanic. The swan neck. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was so confused by the queen bit, but yeah. (laughs) The swan neck. Okay. Swan neck. neck. The swanic. So the next one, um, uh, similar to demonic again. But in this one, you know that bit where the demon uh, like cuts his wrist and it cuts her wrist. Uh, it, instead of doing that, it just makes one of her digits hurt. Like, ow, my digits. Just one digit. Just one digit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> makes one of her digits um, hurt is, in, in an achy it- way. Is it a finger or a finger or a toe? The thumb ache. <laughs> the thumb ache, yeah. The thumb ache. Uh, next mean... one. <laughs> next one, I see, think this one is actually pretty good. So similar to Demonic, uh, but the company doesn't use VR games to get the demon out, but they use an irrigation system. Uh, the clonic, the colonic. Oh, colonic. That's good. Yeah. Uh, next one. Uh, the company is actually an exorcist, exorcist barbershop quartet, uh, and they need um, Chloe, Carly, to sing the bass parts to get the demon out. The phonic, the polyphonic, the the deep deep phonic. Nope. Deep phonic? No, it's not. I mean, it could be any part. She could be doing the tenor, uh, but they, a barbershop quartet. Obviously, uh, they're called that because they they they're sing four phonic, four phonics. <laughs> they're called that because they uh, harmonise with each other. <laughs> uh, so hard. Yeah. Okay. Harmonic. Harmonic. Oh, for God's sake, oh, you literally no, said it. Hard at all. You literally said it. <laughs> Overthinking it again. I didn't get any this week. Zero. You'll get this one. You'll get this one. Last one. Um, so they um this company, the way they uh, are gonna defeat this demon in this version of the film, uh, they're gonna make Kylie so dumb that the demon just won't want won't want her anymore. Moronic. 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 Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what, Luke, one for you. I know uh, it's always nice for you to play along. Um, so Carly and her mother are estranged, but are reunited with virtual reality. But don't worry, there's no demons. Let's listen to a Dr. Dre album. Oh, um, ah. I don't know Dr. Dre albums. My my brain's gone completely numb, but I know I know exactly what it is. My brain's gone numb. That doesn't make any sense. It's um, oh shit. Is it some sort of popular rap album? Yes, it is. It's like the popular rap album, but two hours into a. Just had to, just had to Google it to make sure I hadn't just absolutely. I know exactly it, what it is. It's, I know exactly what it is. It's chronic. It's the chronic. That's right. The chronic. <laughs> the chronic. Oh, I knew it was, some, it was somewhere in my brain box. It was somewhere in there. Have you got any more? No, you got one, Ben. Okay, off I got the top one. of the dome. It's off the top of the dome. So uh, <laughs> at the end, at the end of this film, like turns out the whole film was all about the relationship between Martin. Mar- Mar- his name Martin. Yeah. Martin, Martin and yeah. Martin and Carly, which is a lovely uh, relationship they've got going on, intimate and affectionate, but definitely not sexual. Platonic. <laughs> platonic. It's platonic. Yeah, and I think that's actually probably true. I feel. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Those yeah. two. You just, I think the the flowers he brings are in the last scene are definitely a, it's a friend's bouquet. It's a friend's get well soon. It he has a, sex- a massive amount on that. I reckon he's got it from the shop yeah. at the hospital when he's arrived. Classic. He's going to send her a picture of a... Um, what's it? I think Martin's uh, asexual anyway. That's a vibe I got. <laughs> all he, all he cares shed. about is demons. <laughs> like uh, Godzilla Scotty from demons. The, the American Scotty movie. Demons. <laughs> <laughs> he lays eggs. Oh. <laughs> it's just oh. a vibe I got. I don't know if it's part of like, true law. Martin, but, uh... are, you laying a, are you laying an egg right there? Shut up! Leave me alone! Close the door! <laughs> yeah, I produce asexually in my shed. Although technically, why does he have to have all of his, like, hobbies in the shed if he lives alone just use the office good point he could have, de- have demon stuff in the kitchen no one's gonna tea get bags. what are you doing yeah he could, could have that he could have a demon book on his coffee table no no nice more. nice big color pictures the ladybug first book of demons yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so we need to rate this movie uh do you rate it or rate or not or rate no we haven't said that for a while yeah, I um, uh, I think I'm gonna go in fairly low, fairly mm-hmm. low to middle. Go first, then. Go on. If you're gonna jump in, D minus. Oh, I feel Ooh, like yeah, that's super the, low. This, this, I don't know. I just didn't have much fun <laughs> at all with this movie. I, I liked some of the VR stuff, uh, but um, yeah, wasn't for me. I'm afraid. No, I mean, I think I agree. I mean, I was going to say D minus, but after talking about it, that thing has happened where I've kind of even angry at it. But also, I get a feeling like I enjoyed it even less than you, not as a competition. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, can I go for an E plus? Is that horrifically low? Maybe I mean, so. the plus gives a nice positive spin to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just think there were some interesting ideas, none of which were executed in a way which was anything close to being competent. Sorry, Neil. Um, I just feel like it was just a mess, just in terms of it didn't know what it wanted to be, in terms of what type of film. Every 15 minutes or so, it just span on its axis and went in a different direction. Um, And it was really, really difficult to 
be engaged and interested in. And I just think all of the actors, unfortunately, just weren't very good. <laughs> no one does anything good. No one does anything good in this film. No one does. There wasn't one moment where I went, oh, yeah, I'm really feeling it. Everyone was like, well, you're annoying. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Must have been filmed on Haunted Land. <laughs> it was definitely filmed on Haunted Land, yeah. Yeah. Nonsense. Um, and also, I think I, I like took a huge chunk away from this movie just for the dude in the car, Daniel, at the end, doing his big exposition, final mission stuff. He's like, also... Um, you can save just over there, and there's loads of loads of bullets and and health oh, if you want to take it. If you are gonna save, I would save now. And if there's any side quests that you haven't done, you should really yeah. finish them before you go through that door <laughs> because you're not gonna be able to go back until the end. at this, point. I honestly feel like that is unforgivable in any movie. You, if you put a character in and their sole purpose in the final act is to do something like that, I'm sorry, but your film's lost all credibility and I'm out. And E plus may be the lowest I've given a film for a long, long time, but there we go. E yeah. plus. Oh, um, I'm going to join Luke on a D minus. And I think it's because again, had this truly been uh, a, a, an independent piece, like a novice filmmaker or so on, I could forgive an awful lot of it because Let's face it. I haven't made, I haven't made a feature film. There's a lot of things that I, that you have to go through, and there are a lot of things that the cast and crew achieve that are beyond what my capabilities would be. But for the caliber of filmmaker and what we've seen from this filmmaker, the imagination and the the visuals and the tying of of, of high concept stuff together, it feels like this is very that'll do cinema uh, like I don't I don't think that like I give enough credit to Neil Blomkamp and the rest of the people on this team to understand that they probably have an eye for quality that they could have watched this and I, I think hand on heart they wouldn't walk away and say this is the this is as happy as we could have been with this project because I feel they're all capable of doing so much more it feels like they did this and they were invested in this project to a level where they went, that's fine. Like, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's proper. Yeah. It's proper. I'm in year nine. I ain't going to take music for GCSE. If you ask me for, if you ask me for a project, I'm going, oh, you know, I'll turn something in, but I'm not, oh, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not breaking my back on this. I'm going to print some stuff off from Encarta and glue it to a bit of sugar paper. <laughs> I got, Encarta. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is so niche. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the Encarta printout of projects. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I get it. So that's, that so that's, so that's, so that's that. I'll, I'll, I'll give it D minus for having some, some fond memories, even though it pissed me off because there's a, there's a cliffhanger ending of Clive Barker's Jericho. Um, but yeah, it's really nothing spectacular. It would be hard to recommend. So D minus, D minus, and E plus. Uh, so um, next week, I think we're on to our October. Well, next week, we're doing something a little bit different. I think we'll probably save that for when it happens yeah. 
Um, yeah, so next week will be episode 200. So it's a celebration of sorts, but we've got stuff planned and, you know, little exciting bits and bobs. But yeah, we're not going to be reviewing a movie as such. Maybe that's nice. Cleanse the palate after Demonic. Yeah, yeah. A rest before we get into a new month of movies. One thing we would like people to do, though, we're going to be covering bits and pieces, which will reveal on the day, but there is going to be a chance uh, that we'll cover some questions that people have got. So whether you follow us on the socials, whether you're in the Facebook group, shoot us over some questions you'd like us to cover about anything horror related. Not so much trivia, but, you know, favourite things, things about the show, um, any other topics you guys want to throw out that you'd like questions on? Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's good. Sounds Sounds wonderful. Whatever you got, send them all over, and we'll we'll get a few of them in, and we'll talk through them, along with mm-hmm. a few more things that we'll bring along ourselves. A few yeah. uh, few surprises. Will we be rendered in sort of previous generation graphics next week? Who knows? <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. I want to see a PS One version of Andy Conduit Turner just sitting there. Yeah, I'll see if I can get like a really old school graphical render coming up. Amazing. There we go. Lovely stuff. Cool. Um, so thanks for listening. Um, thanks to Kovac Camera for our theme music. Thanks to ACAS for hosting the show. Thanks to the listeners. If you enjoyed, please uh, consider rating and reviewing. Remember to join the Facebook group, Horror Hangout Board of Advisors. Um, and thanks to my co-hosts, Ben and Andy, for being right horror dudes. Thank you very much, Luke. Thank, Thank you very much, much Andy. Thanks, thanks, until next time, until the 200th time next week. 200 times, what a time. But yeah, for now, <laughs> bye, I guess. Yep. Night, night. See you later. Night, bye. everyone. Bye. 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 Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.